Listen, children, and I will tell you a tale. A tale of two great ones. In 1981, a child was born. This child would grow up to become an angry movie nerd. He would suck at video games. He would be full of useless movie and television knowledge. And he was just stark raving mad. Then in 1982, another child was born. He would be addicted to shitty horror movies and other things. They knew a packed. This is a public access channel six special news report. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the news. With groundbreaking stories, you're tuned in to Channel 6, Public Access Radio. Now we take you to Bob with Prison Cell Confessions and Bill Cosby and Carl Childers. Today on Prison Cell Confessions, I have two guests. My name is Bob, and today we're going to be talking to Carl Childers and Bill Cosby. Welcome, guys. Um, Mr. Childers, can you tell us why you're in here? Well, I guess you won't know what I'm doing in here. I reckon I'll tell you. I killed an old boy by the name of Jesse Dixon and my mother with a sling blade. Some people call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. Then I killed this other man named Doyle Hargraves with a lawnmower blade because he was being mean to that boy. <laughs> I reckon he shouldn't have been doing that. Now, Mr. Cosby, why are you in here today? Well, apparently people are saying that I was roofing women's drinks and I was putting my foot and pop where it didn't belong. So they decided they was going to lock me up for allegations that I had sexual relations with these women while they were and are drugged and asleep, which is not the case. So, Mr. Cosby, you're saying that you're falsely accused of this, that you did not have sexual relations with any women while they were drugged? Well, I did one time, but that was the only time that I did it. She told me the only way she would fuck me was if I roofied her drink because I was so old and ugly. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't reckon you should have been doing that to them women. I think you should pay for your crimes. You don't deserve to be in here with people like me. You did bad. You deserve to die. And I reckon I'll be the one that's going to end it for you. Uh... Carl, why would you want to do this to Bill? What has Bill ever done to you? I don't reckon them girls deserved what he done to them. I don't reckon the good Lord sent me to Hades for taking this son bitch out. <clears throat> I think I'll chop his head off this sling blade and fuck the hole with my dick. <clears throat> Carl, you're very demented. Why would you want to do this? Because he deserves it. Carl? What are you doing with that sling blade? Carl? Mm. <laughs> ah. oh. Apparently, Carl has killed Bill Cosby. So that's the end of this show. 
Carl, why did you do that? Because I reckon he sucks. He don't like biscuits and mustard. I think you deserve to die, too. I've been debating on killing you. I've been thinking about it quite a lot. I think I'm going to do it. No call. No call. No call. Can we get a guard in here? Can we get a guard in here? Guard! We seem to have lost Bob. So now we send you back to our regularly scheduled programming. The proceeding has been a Channel 6 Public Access News Special Report. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the news. At Channel 6 Public Access News, we give you the news as it happens. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Or who knows, there may be some special guest stars. I don't know who we're going to get, but you never know what's going to happen on the Raving Television Addict Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the podcast. Yeah, this is a special episode because it is our one month anniversary. We've got a lot of shit planned tonight. And when I say shit, wait till you hear probably one of the greatest podcasts that we've ever done. We got Mug in here with us again. What's a going on, boys? You know what? Um, I was uh, talking to Lucy today and I mentioned our... Uh anniversary podcast and she she kind of got mad at me because she said i forgot our anniversary and remembered the podcast anniversary <laughs> well ain't that fucked up but women they, they're like that sometimes i mean you always forget anniversaries i can't i can't even remember my own father's birthday i can't remember remember birthdays at all i have a hard time remembering birthdays I can remember my own, but I have a hard time remembering everybody else's. Do you ever have that problem? Uh, I keep everything in my phone, man. Yeah, that's All. that's what people do nowadays. Have to. I miss the good old days when if you had a list, had like phone numbers for, for whores and stuff, you kept them in a little black book and you hid it away from people so they wouldn't know where it was at. That was the good old days. And you believe, man, it's been one month. Time flies, I guess, when you're having fun. I, I will tell you, man, I didn't have time to stop stop and get you some flowers today, so. Aw, oh, you little bitch. You forgot my flowers. Yeah, you just, you just have to you have to deal with it. Now, we're going to start off now with like a, like a weird thing, okay? This is just weird. Anyway, it'll probably freak the listeners out. But sometimes I get bored, and then I just, like, go on Pornhub and just, like, research, like, some stupid shit. Research. So, <laughs> yeah. Research. Anyway, I, I go on there, and I research some stupid shit. Well, I was on there, and apparently, I guess where I was looking for, like, MILFs and shit, somehow this video popped up of this guy with one of these sex dolls. So you know me, I click on it and I watch it and I'm like, man, this sex doll is fucking amazing. The thing can talk. I mean, it was it was like when he was fucking it, it was like hollering his name and shit, moaning all this shit. You know, eventually AI is going to get so good that that sex doll is going to tell you to take out the trash and what a piece of shit you really are. Then you don't need a woman. 
Ah, uh, bullshit. You know, uh, you're, you're always going to need a woman, but I do know what you're talking about, those sex dolls. I, I first I first heard about these sex dolls, uh, you know the comedian Whitney Cummings? Yeah. Yeah, on her, I think it's her latest stand-up special on Netflix. Uh, I think it was called Can I Touch It? And she had she had uh she had one of those made. She actually had uh, a mold of her entire body done and actually paid the money for the company that's doing those things to make her sex doll. And she's like got it on stage with her and shit like that and like incorporated it into her show and shit and it's pretty interesting. I mean with with sex dolls, I mean you, you pick the hair color you want. You pick like if you want big titties, big round ass, you get to pick what you want a sex doll. So it'd be like the perfect woman. And depending on how you dress the sex doll. Well, well, now, now hold on. Let's back this horse up here just a minute. When you say the perfect woman, what what is that to you? Perfect woman is pretty much a, a woman. Well, if we're talking about real women, the perfect woman to me is somebody that, that loves me for who I am. Ain't out for money and understands that I have a movie and TV addiction, and that just like understands me. Well, if you and it don't really matter. She has to be fairly beautiful. Weight don't matter. Tit size don't matter. I'm ass man. I just love ass on a woman. But anyway, we're gonna take this horse forward now. Anyway, with these sex dolls, you can get them to look any way you want. And just think, depending on the clothes you put on them, you put on little, little, uh, whatever you call it, them schoolgirl plaid skirts, and you're, you're fucking a schoolgirl, and just like the fantasy shit type of it is just like out there. I mean, I'm not talking about getting a little kid doll and fucking it, you know what I mean? You can just like, you know, like, if you want to butt fuck the cheerleader, you get a little cheerleader costume for them. These sex well, dolls are fucking amazing. Well, let me ask you this. Wouldn't you be, wouldn't you be paranoid or scared or I guess, yeah, paranoid or scared? Wouldn't you be, wouldn't you think the goddamn thing would maybe try to come to life and kill you in your sleep? Well, well, that's the thing. The the sex dolls that I've seen so far, they do the moaning and all that shit, but they don't move. You have to move them yourself. But if they made like a, like a cyborg woman that you could buy that would come to, like, your every whim and do anything you said, like, uh, I now, can't think now, of the movie. That, that, that one, that one that Whitney's got on stage with her, now, that's, that's, uh, that motherfucking thing moves and pops and everything. It's like a goddamn Terminator. Yeah, but Whitney Cummins has a lot of money because she, she's been in a lot of movies and stuff. And one movie that I remember that she's in, I don't know if you've seen it. I have it on Blu-ray and DVD. I have the combo. I'm a big Seth MacFarlane fan. I love like American Dad and Family Guy and shit. Well, he made a movie called A Million Ways to Die in the West. And she's in that. She's a whore. But she won't sleep with the man that's in love with her. But she'll fuck everybody else. And one of the funniest lines in the movie is uh, when that uh, madam tells her, says, says, you got a guy coming in at uh, at like 3 o'clock or something wanting a blowjob. And she goes, honey, now we can afford that belt you wanted for church. 
<laughs> I thought it was funny. Oh, yeah, it's, it's downright hilarious. But, yeah, these, like, fucking sex dolls, though, man. I'm like, like, man, I'd like to have one of these because we're, I mean, I try to get normal women. I try. I believe I try too hard or it's something to do with looks or something because I, ha I have a hard time finding a good woman. But this sex doll, even though it's a doll, it could be a companion, which I have dogs, but imagine if you could get a sex doll that the AI was so fucking good that it would talk to you and be like a normal relationship, then a man wouldn't want a real woman anymore. No, I don't know about that. I don't think robots will ever replace actual women. But we we don't never we don't never know. AI is getting so smart now. I mean, they even make sex dolls for women. Yes, I googled this. They made sex dolls for women, which are guys with big cocks. Wow. So women have their own sex dolls, and men have their own sex dolls too. So they can't fucking complain anymore about the men and so shit. So that's what that's what I'm saying. What if what if the sex dolls come to life? Like, say a, a male sex doll and a female sex doll come to life and they fuck each other and then try to kill us. Yeah, that or, would... Or say they try to kill us and then fuck each other. Yeah, that would just be... be fucked up. That would I be... Mean, I mean, that's something you gotta think. I'm always thinking about, you know, technology is... is is actually, it's not, don't get me wrong, I like technology, but sometimes in the back of my head, I just think it's going too far sometimes, and I think we're going to get in a position to where one day maybe the machines will, will take over. Yeah. Technology, we're already a slave to the technology. Yeah, it'd be like fucking cyberdyne and stuff, but let's move on to something. I was going to say this for Perky. But uh, me and you can just go ahead and do this because if we don't, we don't. It's until when we'll get Perky back in here, and by the time we we would have done this, the event would have been over. So that's why we've got to uh, do it now. Anyway, Lexington is having a comic Comic Con and a toy convention. It's supposed to be March twenty sixth through March twenty ninth. And yeah, that's coming up pretty quick, ain't it? And I figured out, we'd mention this on the podcast because there's going to be quite a few people there. Sadly, Warwick Davis has canceled. Warwick Davis was in Willow. You'd know him as the Leprechaun. He would have been interesting to meet. Anyway, anyway yeah. uh, and also, Ralph Macchio from The Karate Kid is supposed to be there. Um, Barbara Eden from I Dream of Genie is supposed to be there. Everybody had a crush on I Dream of Genie. I know I did. And then we're going to have two from the Breakfast Club movie. Ali Sheedy and Anthony Michael Hall is supposed to be there. And Judd Nelson. He was also in the Breakfast Club. So it's like a fucking bre Breakfast Club reunion. Then, also, we're going to have William Zabka who played Johnny in Karate Kid, and Martin Cove, who was uh, John Kreese, the leader of Cobra Kai, is going to be there. This is going to be a great fucking event. I wish I could go. Um, 
Steve Gutenberg, who played Mahoney in Police Academy and uh, was also in Short Circuit, is going to be there. John Ray's Davies, who was uh, Sala in the Indiana Jones movies, and uh, Gimli in the Lord of the Rings movies is going to be there. I'm just going over the major ones. Kathy yeah. Kathy Najima, who was from Hocus Pocus, she was the the overweight one. The fucking Beastmaster is going to be there, man. Mark fucking Singer, the Beastmaster is going to be there. Damn, I didn't know all this. And uh, Scott Hall, wrestling superstar Scott Hall, he's going to be there. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he Razor Ramon? Yep, Chico, the bad guy. Yeah, he's going to be there, and and Aaron Gray, Aaron Gray, you 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 remember uh, what has it been? About a month ago, I said I was binge watching Buck Rogers. Yeah, Aaron Gray was in Buck Rogers, and she also, if you've seen, I know you've seen Jason Goes to Hell. Everybody's seen Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, the that uh, girl's mother that got killed or whatever, and was under the house that where that the fucking demon thing went up her pussy hole. Mm-hmm. And was reborn. That was Aaron Gray, which uh, she did not. Uh, that scene where that happened, she did not uh, give um, them the right to do that, and she was kindly pissed after it happened. But there was nothing she could do about it because of some kind of legal shit. Anyway, the guy who played Balak in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Paul Freeman's going to be there. And we got this other dude from Indiana Jones, but I have no clue who he played. He's from Temple of Doom. I'm a thinking that he might have been um, the young, uh, the young little kid that was supposed to like take over that stuck to friggin' needles and fucking Indies, uh, whatever. Fuck it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Green. Green Ranger, Jason David Frank's going to be there. Richard Karn from Home Improvement. Debbie Dunning from Home Improvement. This would have been a great fucking weekend, I'm telling you. And that and uh and if you remember Power Rangers, the the two goofy like bully guys, Bulk and Skull, they're going to be oh, there. They got a they got a lineup, don't they? Yeah, um Jim Cummins, who did a voice, a bunch of voices for Disney, is going to be there. Uh, Jason Marsden, who was the voice of Max Goof from Goof Troop, is going to be there. Uh, Terry McGovern, the voice of Lunch Launchpad, Launchpad. I mean, McQuack from Ducktales is going to be there. And for the wrestling fans, there's going to be uh, Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner and Nikita Koloff, whoever that is. I don't know him, but I know the other two. The Steiner brothers. Yeah, he he was one of those Russian played those Russian guys. But here, but here, maybe he he might have actually even been Russian. I'm sure Justin probably know that one. But here's one that you you'd want to see: Cindy Morgan from Tron and Caddyshack. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Now, out of all those ones I named, the best fucking one I'm getting ready to name. And I don't know if you know him by name, but everybody you know him from Police Academy. Michael Winslow. Is that the guy that does the sounds or whatever? Yeah, that would be one to meet. And, okay, Sweet Chuck. I don't know if you remember him, the little short 
short little cop. Sweet Chuck's going to be there from Police Academy. And wrestling icon Jim Cornette's going to be there. I know that Justin would want to meet Jim Cornette. Yeah, Jim Cornette. That's the that's the guy. He said you sounded like on the podcast. Yeah, but but the, but so far, I mean, the only one that's canceled is Warwick Davis, which it's a pity. I would like to meet Warwick Davis before I die, cause I love the fucking movie Willow. Everybody's like, man, Willow sucked. When Willow come out, it fucking bombed. But Willow's actually a really good movie, and I recommend people to actually sit down and watch it. But, yeah, that's what's going on in Lexington anyway. Um, they're going to have that have that Comic-Con and stuff. And what what weekend did you say that was on, just for everybody listening? And uh, they want to go, have the money to go, and have the time to go? And it is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, let me double check here. It is March 26th through the 29th. And if you get, like, the ticket prices, if you just want a Thursday ticket, it's $20. A Friday ticket is $30. Saturday-only ticket's $45. Saturday evening ticket's $20. Sunday-only ticket is uh, $25. But for $90, you can get an all-weekend pass. Sounds like a hell of a deal. And, I mean, there's a lot of them there that I wanted to meet. But, and, I don't see me driving to Lexington, and I don't see me having the money to go. So, this is just going to have to pass. It's just a shame that Warwick Davis, like, had to cancel. But come to think of it, I think that, well, we went to Scarefest. That was, what, 2017? I believe it was, yeah. There was quite a few good people there. Now, we met Freddie, Robert England. We met Kane, and I can't think of the guy's name right off the bat. the The guy who played Carlos from Nightmare on M Street. Mm-hmm. And out of all of the, all of them, I've got autographs from all three. I think I treasured the Carlos one the most. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he signed it like the movie. The map says you're fucked. Yeah. But that's, that's like my most treasured possession. And when I get done with it, I'm trying to find me like an old map that I can age. And I'm going to try to do like some kind of map for that with uh, with your fucked in the background somehow. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Maybe on the corners, write your fucked or something like with uh, fingernail polish or something. And yeah. uh, make me a map for it. But anyway, what's the topic you want to talk about now? Oh, uh, you know where I'm going to go. Well, uh, let, the, let's go. The, top, the topic of discussion this week for old Mug, I want to talk about the coronavirus. Oh, yeah, the coronavirus. Or, or you know, should I say that hoax that was made up by the Democrats? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard this, that the Democrats... That it, it was a hoax, that, that can, it's not can, killing people. Can you believe this goddamn horseshit that comes out of this motherfucker's mouth? I find it hard to believe, actually, that, that people, people still support him, even though he was so fucking dumb that he put a Pence over top of, like, the research and shit, and Pence, Pence has no knowledge of this shit. Trump called Obama out for this shit during Ebola. 
about who Trump put, uh, I mean, who Obama put over the Ebola stuff. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, Bubby. Here's what I, I don't know much about it, but what I've been following and what I've been looking at, it appears to be that old Trump is starting to sweat because his stock market's getting a little shaky. Yeah, stock uh, market dropped. Last week, the stock market lost six over $6 trillion, and that was without one death in the United States. Now, since then, um, the last number I heard was six. Now, we're recording this Monday night, so... It's it, the current time right now is Monday, March the second, which is still going to be our one month anniversary episode because it's going to be uploaded by the third. Let, let them in on the let them in on the, the secret. <laughs> the thing about it is, is last week six trillion dollars lost. People lost everything. Some people lost everything. A lot of people lost everything. Six trillion dollars lost with no deaths. Now we've got deaths. We've got more pe more people infected. Not only in the United States, but all over the world. And this motherfucker says it's a hoax. Yeah, he says it's he says it's hoax. Now I want to talk about something here. I know me and you both seen the movie The Stand. Yeah. Well, well, now, now, I was talking to my neighbor about this. I told her, I said, this whole situation is like the movie The Stand. Because they put them people on Air Force Base or some kind of base, right, when they brought them yeah. back. Yep. Okay, if you remember in The Stand, Campion and his wife and his little girl broke out. They wasn't supposed to leave, broke out, and that's what infected the world. Do you think that maybe some somebody that was infected with that got through the gate somehow, and that's why these people are getting infected? Well, no. Here, here's what here's the here's what I you got you got uh you know the I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying the Trump administration because whenever whenever I'm talking to somebody. And you might run into this, too. Whenever I'm talking to somebody about Trump and I say Trump, they go, Trump don't have no control over that. He's just the president. Okay. Maybe maybe he didn't uh, solely make that decision. So let's just say the Trump administration, whenever we're talking about him now. But, and that way there's no confusion. So the Trump administration made the decision on not letting certain planes fly into the country from certain places. So what that does is, to my understanding, and what I've heard uh, doctors and scientists say about this, is that the virus is already in the country. So all it does when you ban a flight from a certain place is it hurts. And, and here's why it hurts. If the virus is already in the country, at least when people fly in from wherever they fly in from, at least we can keep track of it that way. Now, you know good and well 
there's other ways to get in the country other than via airplane. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get in the country bad enough, they're going to get in one way or another. And so if they can't get in by airplane and they come in some other way, then then that's how it could possibly, you know, further break out because we can't monitor that. We can't monitor if they come in on a cargo ship or we can't monitor if they come across the border just, you know, from the Canadian border or, or whichever border. Maybe they come in on a paddle boat. But this is just one example of just the stupidity that is running the show. They have no concept of what's going on or how to deal with what's going on. And, you know, then you got, then you got him saying it's a hoax and stuff, which makes his uh, followers, <laughs> that's what you got to call them, his followers. It's a cult. You know, they say they'll come back, and now they're going around, walking around, you know, among us telling us that it's just the flu. Why are you getting so upset for it's just the flu? Well, yes, you're right. It is just the flu. But if you remember in the stand, it yeah, was the same. It started like a flu. Yeah, we don't know that it's just, it is a flu-like virus. You know, it's a flu that's killing people. And they say this, they go like, this is something that's been said to me over the past few days. Well, it's only going to kill you if you're in bad health. <laughs> and then I go, well, how many motherfucking people in this country don't have health care? So, I've got health care, and I know I'm fucked if I get it. So, so look, when you, when you think about it, and you think, uh, you know, you don't just, I don't think just one way, I think... How could this have happened? How could this, where did this come from? Who could have possibly started this and why? And to think that it was started by the Democrats is just, you know, maybe it is, maybe it is a conspiracy. And maybe, maybe some country or group or organization made the virus and let the virus out. Maybe... Big Pharma made the virus, and they knew they were going to be able to make money off the vaccination. Who the fuck knows? It could be anything. But I highly doubt, highly doubt that it was Nancy Pelosi leading the fucking charge. Yeah, I doubt that too. Now, in my opinion, if I'm going to go from different routes here. If you're religious... It says in the Bible that there will be plagues during the end times. So God could have sent this to slowly start wiping people out. Um, it could have been made in a lab, like you said, like in Resident Evil, they made the T-virus, the T-virus got released, and that's how all the zombies came. And anyway, me and my neighbor, I, I argue with her over this all the time. She says there's going to be no such thing as zombies. Well, let, let's put it this way. No, I don't think that there's going to be dead people that come back to life because of some kind of agent. But I believe the government can make something that can make somebody ravenous so that they could actually do what zombies do. 
It's like if you've seen meth heads, the way they act, they act like zombies. You can look at the videos on YouTube. They act like zombies when they're methed out. So imagine what the fucking government could do if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, any, anything's possible. Uh, anybody who don't believe that that's possible just, are, is it, they're in denial. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting, it's getting scary. I mean, I'm getting to where I don't even want to leave the house. It's getting scary. I mean, I just leave the house mostly anyway, even before this, before uh, I even heard about this, I rarely left the house. And now it's getting even scarier to leave the house and be around people, especially when you have anxiety disorder. But then you've got to worry about, hey, is this person carrying the coronavirus? It's going to get so bad, like, like my neighbor said. That, like where it's in California, people's going to be fleeing California, going into other states, just like Campion did in fucking The Stand. I know I'm going to be talking about The Stand a lot, but it's just this whole fucking situation mimics that movie so much. It's like Stephen King was like a a fucking prophet. Yeah. You you can you can actually if you know the story of The Stand, you can foreshadow and, and see a lot of it happening in this type of deal, especially when you have a goddamn buffoon running the fucking show. Well, I mean, I know that how you feel about the president. I know this, but th I think that this, myself, is either been man-made in a lab and been released, or maybe God is starting to take his wrath on the people. I oh. mean... However you want, however you want to believe that it came about. It's just scary when you think about it. It's just yeah. like really, really scary. However, you, however you want to believe, whether you believe it was man-made or whether you believe it's some kind of wrath from God, the fact is, the way we deal with it is the way we deal with it. And exactly. we either and we, we either deal with it, you know, professionally and smart, you know, with our goddamn minds, and it's not so far. It's not being treated that way. It's being treated like a joke. Yeah. He actually he actually said that it would probably disappear by April. Yeah, and he. he said, when the warm weather comes, it would just go away. Can you believe that shit? And do you remember what he also said in his interview about the people? Um, what was it? How did he put that? You're probably not going to die, or yeah, yeah. We're he goes. We're probably not all going to die, or something like that. Something just something stupid. Well, let's get off on an on. No, a, yeah, yeah. Let's shift gears here a little bit and talk about Saturday. Yeah, go ahead. So, Saturday was the South Carolina caucuses where Bernie Sanders was defeated shockingly by long shot Joe Biden. Now, I have a theory about this, and I just want to share my theory. Go ahead, and then I'll share a theory. All right. So, quick, a quick um, previously on the fucking campaign trail. Bernie Sanders had won 
the first three states. Iowa, New Hampshire, and whatever the fucking third was. I don't remember what the fuck it was now. Uh, Nevada. Wow. Nevada. Oh. Uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada. And he won Nevada by a landslide. So then, uh, the week after the Nevada caucuses, we had a debate on CBS. And just real quickly, a debate that contained zero questions about global warming. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. That'll give you some type of idea of what we're dealing with here during this debate. Zero questions about global warming. So, during the debate, they bring up Cuba and Fidel Castro mm -hmm. and compare them and ask, ask Senator Sanders, hey, you said this about Castro. And he said, that, and if you, if you watch the debate, you know, you've seen Bernie say, Yes, I did say that about Castro, and it was a, something about education. That Yeah, when that he first came to power, he started a literacy program or something. Yeah, so when Bernie said that, Bernie said, yes, I did say Castro had uh, done good on education, but I don't think he's a good person, and I'm not, I don't compare myself to Castro. <coughs> okay, that's what he said. But then what I seen, what I seen the next three days on every media outlet, not just Fox News, can't just blame Fox News this time. You've seen it on CNN, you've seen it on MSNBC, you've seen it on CBS, ABC, everything. They would play this clip, this clip right here of Bernie going, Yes, I did say Castro had done good. And then that was it. There was no but. I don't think he's a good man, and I don't compare myself to him. They, the media cut that part off. Okay, so, so that, it, okay, I, I hate to stop you here, but this is, again, it's, it's like a movie, like The Running Man. Remember when they edited the footage of The Running Man to make uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger to make him look like he's the bad guy? That's what they're doing with Bernie. Yeah. So what that did, Brad, in my opinion, the next three days leading into the South Carolina caucuses, they drug him, the media, drug him through the mud. Now, why do you think the media would do this? And here's my theory. The people that control the media, the people that own the media, the people that control them, are the billionaires. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter, you know, you got the people that own Fox News, and you got the people that own CNN, you got the people that own CSNBC. doesn't matter. They're all, you know, it's like um, they might not have the same views, but, but when it comes to their money, when, it, when somebody says, hey, uh, this guy right here, he's got a little steam, 
He, he just got through winning in a landslide, and he's got a little steam here. Let's all get together and, and do something about this. Mm-hmm. And so even with the efforts of the liberal media, Bernie Sanders was knocked down. May not be a knockout, but he was knocked down. Now the question is, tomorrow or today, let's say today because this is going to be uploaded on Tuesday. So today is Super Tuesday. The question is, can he get up today? Because there's going to be 16 states voting today. And I think by the end of tonight, we're going to know whether it was a knockdown or a knockout. Can Bernie Sanders survive the onslaught of the entire media camps? I mean, we're talking... We're talking there was nothing good said about him. They, and they, not even the Castro thing, but then they started putting these things, like all the way up until this, they was like, Sam, in this poll, even on Fox News had a poll. I don't believe in them fucking polls anyway, but when they put it on TV, some people is inevitably going to believe it, right? Yeah. So even Fox News had been reporting Sanders beats Trump in a mock election by eight points. Yeah. That that was on Fox News. Yeah, okay? I seen that. So, okay, so then those three days I was talking about that the media shifted on Bernie and was like, hold on, we got to stop this guy. He's coming after our money. He's going to make us pay. They stopped him, and they didn't mention those polls anymore. They started mentioning polls like, now we've got new polls coming in, and it says Bernie can in no way beat Trump in any scenario. That's bullshit. It's all, it's all fucked up, man. It's all fucked up. And the question is going to be, and and you know, maybe you're listening to this podcast, and it's already. Tuesday, Super Tuesday has already came and gone. Whether it has or not, and maybe if you're listening to this, you already know the answer to this, but the question right now as I'm speaking these words is, was Bernie knocked down or was Bernie knocked out? Will the media win and turn the people against Bernie or will the people look see past that? and stand with Bernie. Well, when you look around social media, you it's clear that you have a lot of Trump supporters. And you've got a lot of trolls on the Bernie page. And this one guy made a post about, um, what was his name, Butledge, or ever how you say it, that, that dropped out. Well, I'm going to say this, and, and, and it's probably going to offend a bunch of people, but it's, it's sad. Butledge. But it's sadly the truth. No, I don't think that the American people want a gay president. They don't want a, fir- a first uh, man or a first, uh, first sir. They don't want that. That's why Butledge or whatever his name is di- just couldn't cut it. 
that if he had been a straight man, maybe. And if his policies was better, maybe. But uh, I think what hurt Butledge the most is you've got a lot of people that just ain't for the gay stuff. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know that that's the reason. That actually, the reason he dropped out ultimately was the people that back him are the billion. They're the same people who backed Hillary Clinton, the super delegates. And the super delegates came in and said, "Okay, Joe Biden has won South Carolina now. We're putting all our chips on Joe Biden." And 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 they made him drop out of the race. The reason being is, if he didn't drop out of the race, he was still going to, on Super Tuesday, he was going to pull votes away from Biden. So their thinking is, you even though. Technically, you've still got a chance to win. Biden is driving this this side of the aisle now. So you've got to step down. I don't think it had nothing to do with him being gay. Of course you're going to have people that does, you know, doesn't want a gay president. Fact is, he, uh, what did you call him? Butledge. Butledge. I the can't pronounce is, his name. The fact is, Butledge was the first um, candidate to run for president of the United States that had a chance, you know, a serious chance of winning that was gay. So, but I don't think that had anything to do with him dropping out of the race or not, you know, not excelling in the race. I think it was, had more to do with Bernie's just got more supporters. Yeah. But that is the reason he dropped out because the superdelegates came to him and was like, look, you've got to drop out or you're going to hurt Joe Biden on Tuesday. Exactly. Against, against Bernie. So, you know, you know that old saying, it's politics. Yeah, exactly. But on that note, we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back. Are you having trouble controlling your urine? Are you between the ages of 30 and 50 and just find that you have to go to the bathroom a lot more now than you used to? Well, maybe you should get the new Pecker Plug. The new Pecker Plug is only $19.95. The Pecker Plug is easy to install. You just stick it right in the tip of your Pecker Hole. And the Pecker Plug keeps you from having to go to the bathroom as much as you used to because it holds back the urine until you're ready to go. The Pecker Plug. One size fits all. Unless you bored out your Pecker Hole with a ten penny nail. The Pecker Plug. Available at these fine retailers. Walmart. Walgreens. Family Dollar. The Dollar General Store. And available online at Amazon.com. The Pecker Plug by Remco. Um, now, for the people that had planned on going to Louder Than Life, uh, the concert, in, uh, I think it's Louisville, the 18th through the 20th, I just wanted to make people aware that Metallica will not be performing there. They uh, recently announced uh, that it, they canceled both sets, and uh, they were supposed to play in Columbus and stuff because... Uh, 
James Hetfield, the lead guitarist and singer, is continuing his road to recovery. He went to rehab late last year. Hatfield said this is in part in a letter to fans. As part of my continuing efforts to get and stay healthy, I have critically see, I have critical recovery events on those weekends that cannot be moved. I apologize to all our fans who have bought tickets for the, these festivals. We are working with the festival promoters to provide for refunds and exchanges. My intent with this statement is saying I apologize to each one of you. The reality is that I have not prioritized my health in the past year of touring, and I now know that my mental health comes first. That might sound like a no-brainer for most of you, but I didn't want to let the Metallica team family down, and I alone completely compromised myself. Looking on the brighter side, my therapy is going well. It was absolutely necessary for me to look after my mental and physical and spiritual health. So basically, James James is having some problems and shit, probably previous, like, drug addiction, alcoholism, mental problems. So he's not going to, Metallica's not going to be performing there. I just wanted to tell people so that. Uh, well, I don't, think, I don't think anybody can blame him for that. No, I just wanted to let people know because I found that out. And I thought people would like to know because Metallica's a great band. But, uh. You know, we was talking about the global warming stuff. You know that Greta Thunberg, or however you say her name? Yep. Have you heard about this artist who made, like, this image and and uh, this, uh, like, gas company in, like, I think Germany or wherever she's from uh, made a sticker that looks like she's being sexually assaulted? Did not know that. Um, a disturbing image appearing to depict a cartoon Thumberg unclothed with braids being pulled back by large hands allegedly began doing the rounds at a Canada-based oil drilling company called Excite Energy Services. I thought it was gas, but it's oil drilling. But anyway, the tattoo kind of looks like, like, like the back, back of a girl and like got pigtails and a guy's got his hands on each pigtail so basically what he, what this is mimicking is the guy is getting her doggy style and he's a pulling her back with her braids which this girl's like 16 year old she's still a minor basically so anyway yeah. this has been going around and stuff like that and the artist that made the actual photo said this sticker excite made was originally a tattoo design made by me. Of course, it was never meant to be used for that purpose. Excite not only stole my tattoo design and made it a logo sticker, but also used it for that disgusting purpose. It sucks. So, um, Greta had this to say. Um, she said they are starting, let's see, she said they are starting to get more and more desperate. This shows that we're winning. And then it goes on uh, from a Twitter. It said, Feminist Next Door. Someone drew a cartoon of Greta Thunberg, a teenager, being violently raped. Naturally, some oil field company men decided to print it on a promo sticker with their logo. Men love to laughingly remind us that if we speak out, we deserve what's coming to us. So, yeah, this is just fucked up. This, this girl's 16 years old. And when she gets of age, I'm sure she could about get any man she wanted. She's got a good head on her shoulders for being a teenager. 
about the global warming and shit. She's worried about the planet because she knows that her kids and grandkids is going to have to live here, and the old people just don't give a fuck because they're going to be dead and gone. Well, for the sake, for the sake of being labeled, because, uh, you know, I know this is our special one-month anniversary episode, so we've probably got a whole lot of new listeners here. So I'm I'm in jeopardy of being labeled as a Trump hater here, but it just goes to show you what these people who back this man are capable of doing. Yeah. I mean, this this is wrong. Greta, Greta Thunberg, the way that they're treating her and stuff, this is just bad. But on another note, now this is actually actually a good story in a way. There was this two-year-old girl with spina bifida. She received a special Barbie doll. This was in Johnsontown, Ohio. Barbie dolls are iconic toys, but one doll in particular has a very special meaning to one young girl in Licking County, Ohio. Two-year-old Ella Rogers was born with spina bifida. Ella is in a wheelchair and now Thanks to Mattel, she has a Barbie doll with a special connection to her. Uh, her family gave her a Barbie that is in a wheelchair for Christmas, and she loved it. Ella is nonverbal, but her expressions on Christmas morning said it all. I just think that's a cute little story. Um, it's, it goes on to say, Ella's mom, Lacey, sent photos of Ella playing with her new doll to Mattel, thanking them for making a toy that looked like her daughter. Mattel has included my daughter, Lacey said as somebody who has a special needs child that means the world so that's good that mattel done that because the way the barbie doll was now i know we talking about fucking girls toys but fuck it i'm going to talk about the barbie doll anyway the way the barbie doll was when it came out in like i think it was the 60s we ain't above talking about a goddamn barbie doll but the but the way but the way that the barbie doll has been depicted through the years the barbie doll is like for like these pretty girls and all this, the the, the girls that look kind of homely or overweight or something like that. That's just like they use the Barbie doll as a symbol for what they thought that every girl should look like, and that's just and that's just wrong. I think this is a great story because this little girl was born with spina bifida and in a wheelchair. For Mattel to go that extra mile, and probably this is the only one Mattel made. But they made a Barbie doll in a wheelchair for this little kid, and I my my hats off to Mattel. I mean, you don't hear of many companies doing that shit, but Mattel, fuck yeah, Mattel. I always like that, Mattel. That is a very that's you know we need to throw some of these uplifting stories in between some of this shit we talk about. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying trying to do. Uh, uh, here's another story. Okay, we all know what a chia pet is. Well, according to this site called thegeeksaresexy.net, guess who's getting a Chia Pet now? Who's getting a Chia Pet? Let's just say he was an 80s parody idol. Hmm. He always wore a goofy shirt and played an accordion. Uh, Ergo? Nope. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, fucking hell. Weird Al Yankovic is getting a Chia Pet. They're making Chia Pets of everything. 
They're going to make a Chia, chia pet uh, Donald Trump that the hair don't grow right. I guarantee it. Wait and see. They're going to make a Chia pet where the hair don't grow right. You think they're going to have a comb over a Chia pet? Probably. Okay, back to the coronavirus. To our listeners that love uh, Diet Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola products, the coronavirus could affect Coca-Cola's supply of artificial sweeteners, so... You better be trying to buy that Diet Coke up and shit while you can because the way it's looking, it says that they that they have a backup um, short-term supplier if the situation continues with issues with their beverage supply. But they, apparently they get the, where they get their artificial sweetener from, they're afraid of the coronavirus. So y'all better be getting that Coca-Cola. I don't know if it's just for the Diet Coca-Cola or the regular Coca-Cola, but if I was you... I would be buying some Coca-Cola and shit up. And, I'd, say the, I'd say that coronavirus is going to affect a lot of things. Yeah, it's going to it's going to affect a lot of things, definitely. Okay, now here's a story. Now, and I think I told you about this before, Mug. I might not have, but at the Pikeville Medical Center, there was this guy that started a fire in the bathroom. Now, why would somebody start a fire in the bathroom of a hospital? I mean, I don't get it. Why? It don't make well, sense. Do you, do you know why he did? Um, I, assume, I assume you do. That's why you're bringing it up. It says that um, he did not. He, he said that, like, the police talked to him. He said he told police he did not recall the fire being set. So this dude had to be on some hardcore motherfucking drugs if he don't remember setting the fire. But apparently apparently, uh, he had like a fanny pack or something that said uh, this story was published on uh, February the 27th. Apparently, uh, Pikeville police put a man behind bars after he repeatedly set a fire in the Pikeville Medical Center. Um, it said officials found a garbage can on fire and paper towels were placed over the fire alarm. There was damage to the bathroom floor and wall, and a large amount of soot extended from the bathroom into the hallway. A witness told police they saw a man with the fanny pack leave the bathroom. Surveillance footage showed Tristan Ryan Blair go in and out of the bathroom right before the fire started. So, I just don't understand why anybody would want to start a fire in a fucking hospital. What's the fucking point? Did they reject his fucking health care or what? Could have been any number of things that, you know, he could have been mad about them rejecting his health care. Could have been him trying to uh, cause a diversion and try to steal some kind of medication. Who, who knows? It could have been any number of things, I think. Maybe he's just, maybe he's, he's not mentally stable and he just does stuff like that. Maybe he's a pyro. Maybe he's a lunatic. Maybe he's a Trump supporter. Yeah, could be. Um, now, I'm going to go on off on another tangent here. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's been this baby girl named Evelyn Boswell. She, she's been missing for like a long time. And the mother is pretty much pulling a fucking Casey Anthony. See her in interviews. It's like she's she don't care at all. And she claims that her mother had the baby and all this shit and um 
She said that she told FBI where to find, or TBI or whatever, where to find her in Mendota. My mom took her to a campground in a silver camper, and if they don't go tonight, I'm going to go find her myself because I've told them, and they're not really, like, taking it seriously. If they don't go tonight, I will go myself and go get her. They're not uh, taking me seriously. TBI isn't because I'm not fully told them. I've been like, hey, like my mom camped out in, in Mendota, you know, to go check them out. But I've never been like, hey, specifically, hey, she's like in the silver camper because my mom did threaten me like, you know, if I told anybody. I'm not going to get into that, but she did. So apparently they arrested this bitch. And I hate to admit it, but I, say, I think this is another case of, of the Casey Anthony story. This woman has killed her poor child. It's going to come out she's killed her poor child. You don't have a goddamn smile on your fucking face when your kid's missing, for one. You would be fucking crying or tearing up. She, she turned on waterworks a time or two. Now, I admit, this girl looks pretty decent to me. Now, I'd probably fuck her. But, well, now, what? Now wasn't... Didn't they come out with a pic later on of her after she had got arrested of her crying and shit? I think they did, but that's what I'm saying. This girl, I don't know why in the world women want to kill their fucking children. But I tell you right now, this right here is a prime example of a pretty face don't make a pretty soul. Because this girl, I mean, she looks good. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I'd fuck her. I'd probably get her pregnant, knocked up, and have a baby with her. She looks so good. But the thing about it is, is, is behind that. You better, you better keep a close eye on that fucking baby. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I believe this is another case of like fucking Casey Anthony that this poor child is dead. I'm hoping they find the kid, but it's not looking good at all. Now we're gonna go off on another tangent here. This is about another crime. And this one, this one's pretty like close to home. This was in Georgetown, and I don't think you're far from Georgetown. About twenty minutes. Did you hear about uh, the police finding a body wrapped in plastic in Madison County storage unit belonging to a missing Georgetown woman? Seems like I did hear something about that on WKYT every morning. Uh, anyway, apparently they're saying that uh, this girl, her name, she was a Baxter girl, Sheena Baxter, that they found her body in, less than two miles away from the home of Joseph Hicks, which was her ex-boyfriend. And she was in a storage unit wrapped in plastic. Now, that sounds demented. That sounds like something that Ted fucking Bundy would do. And here's what I don't get, all right? I think that this case is a case of sugar daddy. Because i tell you why. The girl is beautiful. I don't know why she'd want this ugly piece of shit. I'm telling you. So, that's probably what happened. It was like a sugar daddy situation. She decided she didn't want him no more. So, he killed her. And, and then he's like, well, i got to hide the body. So, he hid it in a fucking storage unit. That's just... Doesn't, doesn't sound very bright to me. No, it don't. It's like people people going missing in Knott County. It's like Natasha Fugit. We went to school with her. I used to have a crush on that girl in high school. And they still ain't found her. And they probably never will. I hope they do and find her alive and well. But it's been over like three years now and they ain't found nothing. There's somebody got to know where she's at. 
This is right. that's just bullshit. I agree. Hey, uh, speaking of Knott County, there was a good wasn't there a good story come out of Knott County this past weekend? Uh, the good story was on was on CBS made the CBS Evening News. Oh yeah, about uh, the like recovering addicts making instruments and stuff. Yeah, that yep. was good. Knott County made it big on CBS News. And I've seen some I've seen some of these segments where these people make these instruments and stuff. And I would love to have one of those homemade guitars, but I know there ain't no way in hell I could ever afford one. Well, might go down there and make one yourself. Uh I can't make one make one. I'd like to have one though, the homemade guitar. I'd like to get me a homemade one made, but that takes a lot of money. Do you imagine me getting a homemade guitar made and then, then, then like I autograph it and then when I die, people can raffle it off and uh, donate the money to St. Jude or some shit? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could seriously do that. I'll, you know, I'm not joking. I'll joke beside everybody that knows you knows you, you're a good guitar player and a good singer. Actually, just to let everybody know, I'm... Everybody listening, I'm trying to talk him in to doing an episode and put on some songs that he's made in the past. Some of his older songs and maybe even a newer song or two that we ain't heard, but I'm still working on him. I've not got him fully talked into it yet. But We might come on here one night and I might play two of my biggest hits, which I won't name them right now because we can keep it a secret. But uh, well, I mean, mo most people's already heard them, but you're going to have some people that's listening to this that might not have and and it just i think you know i i, think, I, I really enjoy the music you make i can give them i can give them a little acapella verse of one of the songs whores in the uh, roadside whores in the ditch i fucked a whore who thought i was rich her daddy worked at subway all day long and i gave her a real foot long now, now that give them something to think about. Yeah. Well, now look, you just done it because you give them a little taste of it. And now they're going to want it. They're going to want the episode. So uh, it's just they're, you basically so you solidified it just then. We're going to do so, we're going to do do a first on this podcast that ain't never been done. I believe I can remember it, but but I ain't for sure. Oh, I'm live. All I right, don't know boys, if they. That's how yeah, call, call everybody, call everybody in the room. Listen. I don't know. I don't know if the I don't know if the guitar gonna pick up good or not, but I'm gonna try. Oh, it's I, it's it's coming through good on my headphones. Whores in the roadside, whores in the ditch. I fucked a whore who thought I was rich. Her daddy worked at Subway all day long, and I gave her a real foot long. Singing, horns, horns of the south. I whip my dick out and shove it in her mouth, and I'll come, come like the wind. Ain't no whore talking back again. Somebody told me her twat smell, but I was so horny that I couldn't tell. I tell you right now that that bush was tall, but Mr. Weed Whacker gonna save us all. Singing, whores, whores of the south, 
Whip my dick out and shove it in her mouth And I'll come, come like the wind Gotta run away, can't be a daddy again Now I'm doing time in jail And big black bubba's giving my ass hell Should have told her to show me some ID Instead of believing that she was 23 Horse, horse of the south Whip my dick out and shove it in her mouth And I'm gone, gone with the wind Can't pay no child support again Horse, horse of the south Whip my dick out and shove it in her mouth And I'm Gone, gone with the wind. Ain't no horse talking back again. I know I left a verse out of, out of that, but anyway, they got a live well, version. I can't you, remember that verse. But, you know what you're going to do? You're going to have to go back now and edit some applause at the end of that song. Nah, I ain't going to. I don't, buddy, I've said it. I don't edit much of this. This is pretty much pure raw shit. When I do it, I hate fucking editing. That takes hours to do that. Fuck that. Put the episode together and put it online. Fuck it. Fuck it. But anyways, now since I played my song, there is a band that sent me a fucking demo CD of a song. Yeah, yeah you were telling me about this before we came on. That wanted me to play this song, and I support local talent. This band is from Caney, and they're called Bambi's Cock. I know it's Bambi's a, Cock. I know it's a, a weird that, name for a band. That, that is a highly unique name for a band, indeed. And I think the cover of the CD has Bambi, the deer from the Disney movie, with a big cock, fucking thumper up the ass. And Thumper was the bunny. <laughs> it kind of just jumps out at you, the name. Right? Bambi's Cock. And, and I listened to the song. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I'm not going to lie, folks. This song is pretty much just nursery rhymes, really. But it's just so fucking amazing. It reminds you of corn shoots and ladders. So I promised them that I would play it on the one-month anniversary podcast. So I'm going to play it in its entirety. And we'll be back after after this song and another word from our sponsor. Yeah. Back in jail, we're up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack ground down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after her. Jack 
chestnuts roasting on an open fire and hairs in his blood. Jack and chicken up the hill, the beds are filled with water. Jack fell down and broke his crown and Jill came tumbling after him. She found that the cupboard was bare, there was not food at all. So old Mother Hubbard came in over and the dog gave up on a little London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling. Give the time to phone This old man came rolling home Knick-knack, fatty-whack Give the dog a phone This old man came rolling home Knick-knack, fatty-whack Give the dog a phone This old man came rolling home Knick-knack, fatty-whack Give the dog a phone This old man came rolling home Was an old woman who lived in the shoe. She had so many kids she didn't know what to do. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She lived in a shoe, that fucking whore. Was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She didn't know what the fuck she do. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She didn't know what the fuck she do. Fucking whore. She was a fucking whore. She's a fucking whore. She's a fucking whore. Make that penny like give the dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. Make that penny like give the dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. Make that penny like give the dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. Oh, Mother Hubbard, she went to a cover to give a dog a bone. When she bent over, the dog decided to give her a bone of her own. Oh, Mother Hubbard was a fucking whore. Oh, Mother Hubbard was a fucking whore. Oh, Mother Hubbard was a fucking whore. All fairy tales are a fucking whore. Are you ready for a full week in the full hard pounding action? Ripped Carnage meets Twisted Metal in this all-out war of Monster Truck Extravaganza. Come on down to Blowhole Arena this Friday through Saturday and witness the traumatic tiger go head-to-head -head against the Jamaican Jizzer. And for the first time ever in America, we have brought to you all the way from Canada the Canadian Quad Hopper Monster Truck Extravaganza. Tickets are available at the gates or on Ticketmaster for only $29.99 for a single night and $39.99 for a weekend pass. You're not going to want to miss this. It's for sure going to be a spectacle for your testicles. Monster Truck Extravaganza.
Tickets on sale now. Be sure to sign up for Remco's special giveaway of a free pecker plug or pussy plug with every ticket sold. Your name could be drawn and you could be the lucky winner of one of these fine Remco products. Make sure you go on down and check out the Monster Truck Extravaganza. I really enjoyed that song, Bambi's Cock. You know, they, they really, actually, it surprised me. I didn't think I would like it, but I think that Bambi's Cock is definitely going places. Yeah, I mean, Bambi's Cock, like I said, like the, like the CD cover, man. I think it was Bambi with a huge cock. And he was fucking Thumper, the bunny. And I think there was a hunter hunter in the other corner that had just shot his mom and was gutting her. So, yeah. <laughs> Bambi's, Bambi's cock. I'll tell you what, they some creative motherfuckers anyway. Yeah, Bambi's cock, man. I think they're going to go places. They've only got this one song so far, but hopefully they'll send us some more as they do them. But Bambi's cock, man, seems pretty fucking awesome right now. That's like, I mean, and being from Caney, man, Caney, Bambi's Cock. What a great fucking band name. Yeah, I fully expect to see them on the MTV Video Music Awards within a couple of years. Yeah, I, I can see that. And the award for best song is Bambi's Cock for Fucking Whore. Because that's the name of that song, Fucking Whore. I, yeah. I guess they named it Fucking Whore because it talks about whores. I mean... You got the Jack, Jack and Jill going down a hill, and uh, him, him uh, telling her to suck his dick and shit. And Mother Hubbard getting a dog dick in her ass, and all this shit, man. Baby, baby's cock's going somewhere. I can't. I believe, I believe so. Huh? I can't wait to hear Baby, Baby's cock's next song. I'm sure it and, will be awesome. And you know that's something we always try to do here on the Raven Television Addict Podcast. We always try to support local talent. And to that, we're supporting Bambi's cock. <laughs> <laughs> Bambi's, Bambi's cock. I mean, that that's just that's just the name. Man, they're gonna make a they're gonna make a porno movie called Bambi's cock, and it's gonna have Bambi Woods from uh, Debbie Does Dallas. Her old ass is gonna be in it getting fucked by a guy in a deer suit. It's gonna be called Bambi's cock. Cause get it, it's a w, d- double innuendo. The, girl, the porn star's real name is Bambi, and she's getting Bambi's cock. Yeah. <laughs> just, just saying, just saying the band name, man. Bambi's cock. It's just Bambi's cock. Walk up to your friends. Hey, have you heard of Bambi's? You heard about Bambi's cock? They're like, what are you talking about? Bambi's cock. It's a band. Bambi's cock. No, I'm not heard about Bambi's cock. Bambi didn't show his cock in the Disney movie. Well, how do you know? He had like a little deer, didn't he? Well, he had to show his cock sometime. Oh, man. Fun times. Bambi's cock needs to do a song about Rudolph fucking the abominable snowman. Oh, I'm sure they'll get in on the Christmas spirit if they're <laughs> Yeah, I'm giving them some ideas. Bambi's cock, you need to write a song about the Rudolph fucking the abominable snowman. And Yukon Cornelius jacking off in the corner. That's what you need to do. Bambi's cock. Just saying that name. Now, now I'm on a tangent where I'm just going to say Bambi's cock. I'm going to go, did you hear about that guy that got arrested? Bambi's cock. Bambi's cock. And Bambi's cock. Anyway, um, 
back. I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you something. There's something I was thinking about over the weekend. I don't know if you have any input on it or not. Yeah. But something that really just got on my mind, and I was thinking of cliches. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what cliches are. They're, they're, you know, it's like when somebody says, "They all live happily ever after." Yeah. Or, you know, another good one I hear all the time: <coughs> "Read between the lines." Yeah. Only time will tell. You know, have you have you you've heard some of these, right? Yeah. Right. So, some of them don't make sense to me. You know, we've heard we've heard these all our lives, and you know, you kind of take it for granted when you hear them. You're like, oh, there's there's somebody else saying read between the lines, and we read between the lines. We know what that means. It's like, well, we hear what we hear what we hear. We hear what the person's saying, but there's a something else he's saying too. That it's like a read between the lines is like. What's their subliminal message? I always thought read between the lines meant when somebody was flipping somebody the bird. Yeah, but that's a euphemism there too for that. You know, there's all maybe there's there's all kinds of meanings for the cliches. But now, have you heard some of these some of these cliches? I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh. A lot of them I had, you know, like some more that I had. Uh, time is money. Yeah. Well, I got, I got one. You heard those saying a bird in the hand is, is, uh, beats uh, two in the bush. Yeah. Well, I think that's a metaphor for for two guys fucking a girl and a pussy at the same time. So, so the other guy, he's just sitting over jacking off in the corner. So he's got his bird in his hand while the other two guys are double penetrating the pussy. Oh, okay, okay. I've never heard that one before. What about as horny as a three-balled tomcat? No. Uh, horny as a three-pecker billy goat. I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. What about... Um, don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that one, that one before. What about um, better late than never? Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, well, which when I got laid, uh, it, it was like late later. So, uh, so the, somebody told me, said, well, better late than never. Yeah, there you go. What about as white as the driven snow? Hmm, yeah. What about it's not the end of the world? Or is it? Yeah. What about, uh, take a shit between the stalls? Yeah, now I got one. Now I don't know if it's a cliche or what, but my grandpa, after my grandma died, he he remarried this woman. Her name was Ellen Riviera, and she'd always tell me, "You'll be all right if a tree don't fall on you." <laughs> That's a good one. So that sounds that sounds like it comes straight from the mountains too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. You, you'll be all right if a tree don't fall on you. A penny saved is a penny earned. Bullshit. 
penny saved and penny earned is, is bullshit because people drop pennies all the time and you find them. You don't earn them. You just pick the motherfuckers up. Ace in the hole. I think ace in the hole is when you're fucking the chick up the ass. You got an ace in the hole. Misery loves company. Well, that's basic. That's basically true. Misery loves love company. Cause the more miserable you are, the more misery, uh, misery likes it. Been there, done that. Oh yeah, I fully agree with that one as well. All right, what about this one? Um, a burrito a day doesn't keep the maylocks away. Mm. No. Uh, Never heard of it. Never heard of that one, he said. Now, you heard the Apple Day Keeps the Doctor Away, and I'll tell you, tell you the story behind this, I think. Okay, Apple Day Keeps the Doctor Away. Okay, you know back in the day, doctors made house calls. So I like to think that, that um, there's a guy that, well, the doctor's fucking his wife, and I like to think there's a guy in the bushes waiting for the doctor to show up, so he's, a hit, he's a throwing those apples at him and, and hitting him in the head with them to run the doctor off. That's what I think Apple Day Keeps the Doctor Away means. Or it means if you eat apple day, you're going to have a good shit. <laughs> what about, I got one more that I found. I was like, hmm. I was like, maybe maybe Brad's got something to add to this. Um, a slit at the slit of sunset. I don't, I don't know. I guess it's talking about, about a virgin pussy. It, I don't know. Kind of like, you, you've heard of the at the crack of dawn, right? Yeah. At the crack of dawn. What about at the slit of sunset? No, I never heard that one. Hmm. You heard of the one arm to the teeth. How in the hell can you be armed to the teeth? I guess you're biting on bullets. And and, and uh, Megadeth had a song called Skin of My Teeth. What in the fuck is the skin of your teeth? That's your fucking gums. It ain't skin, is it? Is that considered skin, even though it's your gums? Yeah, I just, I got... I got a kick out of some of them this weekend. I don't know how I got into that. As the crow flies. As the crow flies. Bad to the bone. Bad to the motherfucking bone. Bad. 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 Fuck the water. Throw them in a fucking fire pit. <laughs> um, barking up the wrong tree. Uh, barking up the wrong tree, yeah. Beat a dead horse. Now, this one I like to do. I like to beat around the bush. I like to take my dick and smack it on the clit. If a woman's got a bush, they love it. So, I do beat around the bush. Yeah. What about this one? As poor as dirt. Yeah, I mean, you got to know how poor poor as dirt is. Okay, this one is really, really like old. Better, best thing since sliced bread. What was better before sliced bread? They must have not been anything. Between a rock and a hard place. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got one. Yep. He's got balls of steel. I've got balls of steel. <laughs> balls of steel powder. <laughs> At GNC. Fucking A, man. When you need balls of steel, 
get Duke Nukem's balls of steel, pal. As uh, wet as the as wet as the pouring rain. Yeah. Black as coal. Black as the ace of spades. I've heard that. My grandma used to use that. My grandma wasn't racist or nothing. But uh, if there was like a black person and they were like really, really dark black, she'd be like, like he's black as the ace of spades. Blood is thicker than water. That's true. If you cut yourself and drop it in water, the blood does is thicker. Yeah. Um, boys will be boys. Uh, bored stiff. I ain't never been bored stiff. Broken record, which means that you repeat yourself like, like what you doing, mug, 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 mug. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I repeat myself. I'm sure everybody that's listened to at least two episodes knows I. Call a spade a spade. That just sounds racist. Well, what about... Caught red-handed. Now, how in the fuck can you get caught red-handed unless you had your your hand in a paint bucket? What about filthy rich? Yeah, that sounds like Donald Trump and all of his buddies. Mm. I'm just filthy. I need to take a bath. Um, let's see... Uh, chomping at the bit. Cleanliness is next to godliness. So that means if you don't take a bath and you stink, God don't want you. And this reminds me of a little, little story, which kind of goes along with this coronavirus shit. Back during Nostradamus' time, when the plague broke out, now I read this and I seen it on the History Channel. I don't know if it's true, but they said the reason Nostradamus survived is because he didn't bathe. So, his immune his immune system was more powerful than most. Come hell or high water. Cost an arm and a leg. Cross that bridge when you come to it. I've heard that in so many times. Like like I'll be like, what am I gonna do if so and so breaks? And they're like, Well, just cross that bridge when you come to it. Yeah. Cry me a river. I've heard that from, from like, fucking Trump supporters. Cry me a river. Curiosity killed the cat. Well, is curiosity a knife or something? Or a gun? Don't piss on the wall and expect graffiti. Yeah. Speaking of the wall, Pink Floyd's wall. I seen this the other day, scrolling Facebook. I don't know if it's true, but... They said one concert that Pink Floyd done killed the fish within a uh, with, with a pond that was like how far was it? Can't remember. Like maybe a thousand or two thousand feet from the concert hall that the music was so loud that it killed all the fish in that pond. Okay, let's get off on another tangent. I think we did enough enough cliches. Yeah, it was just something that I, that's something that, you know, one of the fucked up things that run through my mind this weekend, you know, I just thought I'd bring it up. So, uh, let's talk about the pickups that we've got here lately, DVDs and stuff. What have you, you got in lately? Uh, movie-wise? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Man, ain't really bought much here lately. Uh, I made an order from um, Full Moon 
We got some more cheesy B movies on the way. Uh, have you got the Puppet Masters yet? Yeah, I've got them already, most of them. I don't know that I've got all. What are they? 12 of them or 13 of them? Um, uh, what's the last one you remember having? The Legacy? That would be seven. If you've got that Killjoy set I th with the Puppet Masters, I think it's got the first seven or eight on it. Yeah, I think it's got the first seven. That's right. And then there's um there's Axis Rising, Axis, uh, Axis Evil, Axis Rising. And I think there's another one called Bunker of Blood. I think it's on Tubi. And, uh, yeah, I like Full Moon movies. Uh, I've got, uh, by Full Moon, I've got the Puppet Masters, the Doll Man, Demonic Toys, which you need the Doll Man movies and the Demonic Toys box, box set. If you ain't done got it, you can get it cheap enough. I looked up and found most of mine at Dollar Store. Um, what I picked up here lately, I used to have this like a long time ago because it like came out in 2003. I picked up this neat little uh, 10 DVD set, which they're double-sided. So basically, you might as well say 20 DVDs regardless because they're double-sided. Each, each disc has like five episodes of old classic show. You've got um, like 16 episodes Andy. And four episodes of Petticoat Junction. You got uh, 20 episodes of the Lucy Show, which was the 70s show that she came out with. Um, you got 20 episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies. You got 10 episodes of Ozzy and Harriet. 10 episodes of uh, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show. You got five episodes of Dick Van Dyke. And you got basically, I'd say, 15 episodes of the How Roach Rascals, which was like some of the some of these. Um, rascal episodes i'm pretty sure the silent ones i don't really care much for the silent silent stuff what how do you feel about silent films oh man if they're I, like i say about all movies if it's good it's good uh i watch uh, very little silent movies i know that but okay Nosferatu, isn't that a silent movie? That was silent. Have you seen Nosferatu with the soundtrack by Typo Negative? No, I ain't seen that. Oh, man. it's uh, I've been looking for that on DVD. I used to have it years ago. I think I've got a bootleg copy of it here somewhere. But uh, that movie's public domain, so anybody can, like, release it. But this version had, like, an intro, I think, by Christopher Lee. Or maybe it was David Carradine. And then the whole movie, the score was typo negative music, and I loved it. Um, one of the one of the last movies I I bought that I've watched, I watched this movie actually over the weekend. Is a movie called it? It goes. There's two titles that went by. I think it was initially released as Death Feud, and it also goes by people know it as Savage Harbor. And this motherfucker, this motherfucker movie has Frank Stallone in it. Are you familiar with Frank Stallone? Yes, I am. That's uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone's brother, and he did music for the end of all three Rambo movies. He did It's yeah. a Long Road. He did uh, br um, he did that one uh, in the third movie called He's Not Heavy, He's My Brother. And... Uh, did peace in my life uh, for Rambo Part Two. Frank, this this Savage Harbor man, it's it's at best um, 
a cheesy 80s action flick. It's a very, it's pretty much sleazy, and it's, I consider it, you know, top of the line action exploitation movie. But uh, one of the cool things about it is this is, this is one of the VSAs, I think it was the first VSA released by Vinegar Syndrome. And it's on the on the extras. It's actually got an interview with Frank Stallone, and he's like, really trashes the movie. You know, he's like, you know, he says something like, "Who who wants to know about this piece of shit?" and stuff like that. And, but the movie, if you like old cheesy movies, I mean, I highly recommend watching that one. That's that's one I I got here recently. I think that's, the, that's actually the first that I know of. That's the first Frank Stallone movie I've ever seen, and apparently he's done upwards into maybe seventy or more. Yeah, I think that that might be a movie that Justin Perkins would enjoy. Oh, there ain't no doubt. He he, <clears throat> it's it's got some quality fighting in it, and you know it's it's one of those where you know during the fight scenes you can clearly see the fist does not make contact with the face yeah well i'll tell you one thing justin just recently went to new york and did some did some stuff we need to try to have him on podcast talk about how cool new york shit was and i think he was in philadelphia for a little while yeah, I've been, I, I've seen, I don't know that I've seen all, all the pictures he, he's put up, but I've seen some of them, and yep. that looks like, looks like they had a good time, I, he needs, he does need to, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get something like that with Talk Junkie, you know what I'm saying, he'll, he'll probably do that on his podcast, but, yeah, it'd be awesome if he came on here and told the stories too, but. Well, to me, the most awesome thing he done while he was in New York. Now, this is just me, and I think he did it on purpose for me. That's why I enjoy it more than anything. Now, you got to think, he was out front of the Ghostbusters firehouse from Ghostbusters. He went into the actual library where they shot the opening scene of Ghostbusters. And... uh, the thing that got me the most is he was, they was talking about Bleecker Street or something. <clears throat> and in the Ninja Turtles movie, the first movie, when when they're taking April home through the sewers, Mikey says, 11th and Blinker? Nope, this is only Nice Street because of the smell or something. And I told, and I told him to go there and and try to find april's place and he takes a picture of this sewer sewer grate and he says i brought pizza but no turtles showed up and i'm like thinking yeah justin did that just for me where i'm a turtles fan so i enjoyed that quite a bit yeah i seen that picture that was, that was cool but it does it did look like he had a good time and uh i don't know how familiar you are with the transformers movies have you seen them all have you seen bumblebee no. Well, I'll try not to give no spoilers away to Bumblebee, but I think Bumblebee is probably one of the greatest Transformers movies ever made. And I'll tell you one reason, which it ain't no it ain't no big thing. You done knew this. In the original cartoon, Bumblebee was a Volkswagen Beetle. Well, I like in this movie they made him a Volkswagen Beetle. I love the Bumblebee movie. That's probably like my favorite one. I recently picked it up 
at a vendor's mall for four dollars brand new i've not got around to watching it again but i did watch it and i think bumblebee is probably the best movie in the transformers franchise and i think the reason it was so good is because of uh it was not directed by uh what in the hell's his name that did them michael bay it was a bay films production but it was directed by a guy named travis knight and it was executive producers was uh steven what spielberg what else is travis knight directing i have no clue but now i know that bumblebee is like a really good movie if you're like a like a transformers fan you do get some uh some sightings of like optimus in the movie and two two transformers that are decepticons that i cannot remember their names off the top of my head and i don't remember even seeing them in the cartoon but this yeah, I, movie is good for sure i have to check it out for sure well i was wrong this movie was produced by michael bay and like three other people i don't know who wrote it but i mean john cena we can't deny john cena has been making some pretty decent movies here lately. And that, I mean, when The Rock first started started making movies, everybody was like, man, wrestler can't make no movies. But The Rock has had a good career. So, I mean, I don't like everything that The Rock's in. I don't like everything that John Cena's in. But John Cena's role in Bumblebee is really, really good. And have you seen the Transformers movie? I think it's called Age of Extinction. Mm, they all run together a little bit for me. I have to revisit them. It's it's the one with, with Mark Wahlberg in it where they find the find Optimus in his original truck form from the cartoon. Yeah, I I've seen that one. It's got his daughter in it. Yeah, I think that that those movies, you've got the franchise. All right, you've got uh, Dark of the Moon. You got uh, Revenge of the Fallen. You got the original Transformers with Shia LaBeouf, Shia, Shia forever how you say his name. I think that when Mark Wahlberg took over as a main character in the franchise, it got better. That could just be me. Yeah, I, I know. I remember I remember liking that, that one a whole hell of a lot better than some of the other ones I had seen at the time. I mean, the Transformers movies, they get a lot of flack for all the explosions and shit. And, and, like, people just don't like the way Michael Bay took them. But I, I don't really have anything bad to say about them. I mean, the second one, Revenge of the Fallen, wasn't all that great. But the first one, I mean, that was good. And the reason the first one was so good is because you had Leonard Nimoy doing a voice and Leonard Nimoy's dead and gone now. It's hard to believe, but the first Transformers movie came out in 2007. Live long and prosper. And, I mean, it's hard to believe that the franchise is still going. It came out in 2007, the first Transformers movie. Seems like they're remaking movies of stuff from our childhood. What animated series did you watch as a kid that you would like to see made into a movie that hasn't been? Oh, Lord. Can they, put, that, can they put you on spot there? Yeah, I don't know that there's anything that I watched that hasn't been made. I'd have to really sit down and fucking think about it. Well, I got one that you'd probably like to see. Wouldn't you like to see a live-action Wait Till Your Father Gets Home movie? 
There's two two or three off the top of my head I like to see made into live action movies. Silverhawks, Thundercats, and Brave Star. I think Brave I'm, Star would be an awesome fucking movie. I'm actually surprised Silverhawks has never been made. Or Thundercats. I like Silverhawks better than Thundercats. Now don't, now, don't get me off on tangent of Thundercats now. That fucking Thundercats roar shit. I can't believe fucking Cartoon Network is still making that fucking crap. It is pure fucking shit. If uh, anybody's listening and does want to hear him go into a tangent about it, uh, go back to one of the first three episodes. I'm not sure which one, but I've... he goes in. He goes into great detail about the bullshitness of it all. Well, well, I, I'll go into tangent right now. I don't give a fuck. I tell well, it. I, I tell it how it is. Thundercats well, Roar is a steaming pile of fucking cat shit. And the reason it's a steaming pile of fucking cat cat shit is because animation looks like it was done by a, by a, well, I ain't going to say retard because I don't want to piss nobody off. But it looks like it was done with somebody that didn't have much brains. The animation is fucking crap. The It looks like that fucking show Steven's Universe or whatever, which I didn't watch because I just can't stand the animated style. It, they just took the lazy way out. They made the Thundercats pretty much stupid. They made, like, uh, Lino pretty much a fucking dumbass. Lino was not a dumbass in the, seri- the original series. Lino was actually a, a kid that his body aged, but his mind didn't. So he had to learn how, how to do stuff the adult way. In this, he's pretty much a fucking dumbass. All the characters are fucking dumbasses. Mumra looks like shit. Lino looks like shit. Every motherfucking character in Thundercats Roar looks like shit. The fucking storyline is fucking stupid. I don't know how this shit is still being made. But on that fucking note, let's take another fucking break. That way I can calm down. So you're done. So here's another word from our sponsor. Are you tired of nicking your ball sack while trimming unwanted hairs? The hassle is over. Now, from the people that brought you America's number one new product in consumer design, the Pecker Plug comes a must-have product for all men who like a smooth ball sack. Velvet cream, Remco's ball sack ointment. Now, quickly guide through ball sack hair removal with only three easy steps. Just simply rub the cream all over your entire ball sack. Let sit for 15 minutes and then simply wash away all unwanted ball sack hair. Velvet Cream is only $19.99 and available at Walmart, Target, Walgreens, and the Dollar General Store. You can also purchase online at Remco.com, and if you order today using the promo code Mug and Brad, then you will get an additional 20% off your entire order. Velvet Cream has been known to cause redness, itching, anal leakage, and genital defects such as testicle shrinkage, cock rot, and scrotum tear. In extreme cases, patients who use this product have ended up with nut cancer and had to have their testicles removed altogether. If you experience any pain after using this product, immediately contact your physician. This product should be kept out of the reach of children. Hey, what more is there to say? Why are you waiting? Order your Velvet Cream today and start your new life 
with a constant shining ball sack. Another great product by Remco. Remco is a proud sponsor of the Raving Television Addict Podcast. Be sure to check out the other Remco products. With a name like Remco, it has to be good. Remco, the products of the future. And we're back. We're back. I've calmed down some, but I still can't believe that they made Thundercats Roar look like shit. I hope they do not do that to Silverhawks. I will be fucking pissed. I'm done and pissed over Thundercats. They had a series of Thundercats came out in 2011. They had like one season. I think it was 22, 24 episodes. It was fucking awesome. It was great. And then they canceled that. And then they put this other shit on. But anyway. Beside the point. What let, me ask, let me ask you something. Yeah? Do you think they give one fuck? Why fuck no? I called a, uh, bo- I called a boycott on the Thundercats uh thundercats and cartoon network forum deal on facebook i said don't buy their shit don't buy nothing associated with it don't waste your money on it and then maybe uh, they'll realize that nobody don't fucking want it i'll uh i'll shift gears here right quick you you we was talking earlier and you mentioned zombies yeah um right here's a this is a something that was always debated when we was back in high school, and when I, when these games first came out, which both of these both of these uh, game franchises have survived, and I still think, to my knowledge, are still coming out with games for the franchise. But seems like you know back when they first came out, you was either on one side or the other. Yeah, that's the way that's the way it was with us. So, yeah. so I'll ask you, Resident Evil or Silent Hill? Okay, this is going to be a hard question. The only Silent Hill game I ever beat was the first one. And the way I beat it is there was a girl around on the holler that had the, whatever you call it, the the strategy guide that told you the answers and shit. Me and my brother would like call her all day long and be like, what do we do here, what do we do here? And we finally beat Silent Hill. I like Silent Hill for the gloomy, like, like scary of it the jump scares that it does but if i had to pick like one of my favorite games it would probably be resident evil 2 me and my brother beat resident evil 2 you had uh, on playstation you had two discs you put the first disc in you was leon you had the second disc you put in you was claire so you had to technically beat both discs to beat the game and we finally did it and i think resident evil myself is a better franchise because there there's only been like a couple of silent hill movies and the first one was okay i've not really seen the second one to my recollection but but resident evil they had like six or seven movies and i don't care what anybody says those movies were good so if i had to pick like a favorite franchise from that it would have to be resident evil it have to be i think i'm going to agree with you on that one and I'm going to move on to the next great debate subject. We in this one, you this one, I'm I'm real interested on your uh, opinion. Yeah. So so now I'm going to throw at you something similar. It's two game franchises. Yep. 
Was you more of a Contra man, or was you more of a Castlevania man? Well, both games <clears throat> are extremely hard. And if people want to watch my attempts at them, I don't think I did one of Contra. I might have, but I don't think I did. You can look me up uh, on uh, YouTube under Richard Hall. That's the name I use on YouTube. And uh, you can find uh, my I Suck It Video Games little series I did where I played games. Now, both franchises are really, really hard. But if I had to go with one that I enjoyed the most, it would have to be Contra. And on this one, I'm going to have to disagree with you and say I thought Castlevania was a better franchise. Is a better franchise. Well, storyline-wise, yeah, it's a better franchise because you got to like in one of them. I think it's Simon's Quest. You got to get like all of Dracula's bones, which they would repeat something like that. LJ LJN would in the Freddy game, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street game. Have you ever played that? Oh yeah. Well, that, that's the whole point of that game. You go around gathering Freddy's bones. You fight all these different incarnations of Freddy. And then finally, the final boss is you have to repeat fighting all those bosses you already fought. And then you got to face down Freddy. Then when you beat Freddy, the bones are like they're thrown into the furnace. So, I like that. And, and the thing about that game is it's based on, on Dream Warriors. And the reason why it's based on Dream Warriors is because... When, the, when your character in the game falls asleep and you find these, like, token things, you can become a sorcerer, a ninja, and uh, a javelin thrower. So it's like the Dream World um, deal. Must have, must have came out right around the same time as Dream Warriors did. Well, it's got elements of, of uh, Part 4 and Part 3 because in Part 4, Rick was like a karate guy and he said how you gonna fight me without your weapon freddy and like freddy's claw just comes flying at him he goes sayonara rick son so that's where they got the ninja character from i think but yeah contra i think uh i would have to pick contra for the gameplay it is extremely hard but storyline wise it's just like you gotta fight all these different friggin' things, and then you take down this big alien brain thing at the end. But but Castlevania had more of a better story, I feel. Yeah, Castlevania's story is badass. And especially, uh, especially Castlevania 4, Super Castlevania or whatever. Super Castlevania was like inventive. You could like fucking whip your whip any way you wanted to. I like Super Castlevania better than the NES versions. I like, yeah. It's good. All right, one more that I've got wrote down here. Wizards and Warriors or Adventure Island? Both are extremely fucking hard games. Wizards and Warriors, just the music fucking gets on my fucking nerves. And it's just like extremely hard when you get in a fucking tree or whatever and trying to get fucking back out. And I, I, I hate fucking Wizards and Warriors. I fucking hate it. I hate it with a passion. Adventure Island is hard. I, I If I had to pick, it'd have to be Adventure Island because I just think that fucking Wizards and Warriors is just fucking awful. Too fucking hard. Uh, 
this one right here, I, I don't know why I made, I don't know why I put these two games together because I extremely love both of these games. Um, Adventure Island spent countless hours playing that motherfucker when I was younger, and then Wizards and Warriors, I spent countless hours on that one too. Got fond memories of both of them. They both, they both are for the most part hard as a motherfucker, although I I think I can uh, safely say Wizards and Warriors was was more difficult than Adventure Island, but Adventure Island was kind of like a little a little rip off of uh, you know, Super Mario Brothers but God, man, uh, Adventure Island or Wizards and Warriors, if I could only play one of them for the rest of my life and never play the other one again I'm going to have to say I would go with Wizards and Warriors with this one. Well, I don't know why you go go for that game, but each his own. Okay, now my turn with some. Uh, mine ain't going to be like game related. It's just going to be like versus. Uh, which movie do you think was better? Evil Dead or Army of Darkness? Personally, and I'm a, I might get a lot of backlash from this. But personally, I like Evil Dead better. I like Army of Darkness better. I always liked Army of Darkness better. It's considered the third Evil Dead movie, but I always liked Army of Darkness better than the Evil Dead. Um, the reason I like Army of Darkness is for like all the jokes that's in it, like uh, like the fact he has the fight little versions of himself and he's trying to step on him he's like london bridges falling down falling down falling down and they like stick a freaking nail up and he sticks his foot he's like <gasps> and they're like my fair lady ha i love that fucking movie evil dead is like my favorite fucking movie of i mean not evil dead but army of darkness is my favorite movie of the evil dead trilogy um see yeah, uh about evil dead you know, we was talking there a week or so ago, or maybe a couple weeks now, about Beetlejuice. Yeah. And how, you know, everybody, everybody for the most part of our generation fucking loves Beetlejuice. They say, oh, it's one of the best movies ever. And most horror fans will talk up and praise the Evil Dead series, whether it be Evil Dead, you know, as far as I'm concerned, most people I've, I've heard over the years like Evil Dead 2 better than the first one. Well, and I then, agree with that. I like Evil Dead 2 better than the first one. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is, uh, I, you know, I respect Evil Dead just like I respect Beetlejuice. I, I understand the following it has and the the significance it has on the genre, but for me, it's not one of my favorites. I love Army of Darkness. Uh, okay, let's go on to the next next comparison. Um, which Friday the 13th is better? Part 4 or Part 6? Oh, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah. Part six, definitely. Well, they both got good points. I like part four for the fact that uh, 
Jason is finally unmasked. And uh, the fact that Corey Feldman takes him out with a machete. But I'd have to pick part six. And the reason I like part six, I don't know if, know if this is the reason you like it or not. But it doesn't take itself seriously. It it is it is aware of itself, yes. But it's not that aware of itself. They still they still tried to put a serious element in it. Like they was yeah, six was the first one where he was, was you know, actually a zombie. Yeah. And Part six, also one like one of my favorite movies of all time, man, is is the old Frankenstein movie, right? Yeah, the black and white Frankenstein. Yeah, and so you know, part six has that it, it has like shades of Frankenstein. Like they make they make Jason more <coughs> like a monster, I guess, as compared to the other five movies that came before it they made him like you know the part where he's walking around at camp and he doesn't kill the kids right or if he if he was to have killed a kid he didn't mean to he walks through the cabins and it's just got that you know he's uh he's a monster but it's not of his doing like it's not his fault that he's he's a monster. He was not tended to as a child, and the counselors was not paying attention to him, off doing drugs and having sex, and therefore he drowned in the lake, and he is what he is now. It's not his fault. Either way, he's coming to kill you, Jason. So, but yeah, part six is is always going to be the best Friday movie in, in my opinion. Now part four actually falls way down on the list with me because you know I, I think the, my second would probably be five. Yeah I know why you like part five for that old woman. I mean I mean it, it was it was just uh, I like I like the characters in it yeah the woman and her son can't remember, uh, junior, I guess. Junior's a son. I can't remember the the woman's name right off. And he goes, "You tell them all. Would you shut the fuck up?" And uh, you just, you know, with five, you know, you got you got to if you know a little bit more about five than just if you used to sit down and watch it. Like, you know, part five was directed by the porn director. My so it's. So it's like part five is extra sleazy. And then you've got like uh, the big, I, you know, even with 80s movies, I fucking hate giving away a movie because somebody might be listening that's not seen it. So part five, though, what's unique about it is it does have that twist. At the, you know, it's got a twist ending. A twist ending that we thought would be the start of part six and it just didn't happen that way. So, uh, another, like, my favorite part of Part 5, which I don't care. If they've not seen this movie yet, the motherfucker came out in 1985. It's 2019. So, if they've not I, seen this movie yet, there's something I, wrong. I don't, I don't care. I still, I don't like to give away, I don't give a fuck. Well, I don't, 
I am I am one of those people that I will stand up in front of Congress and try to get the spoiler banned. Well, I'm not going to give away no ending or nothing, but my favorite part of the movie is when uh, uh, the the old woman calls Junior a deal a big dildo. And when that man, that uh, bum, comes to the door wanting to work for some food, she goes, ugh, that's a goddamn ugly man that goes there. He goes, God, and then Junior goes, goddamn ugly man, man, Ma. And, he, and she goes, would you shut your trap? You ain't exactly yeah. good looking yourself or whatever. That's like my favorite part. But back on the thing of part six, the director, Tom McLaughlin, he went for that Frankenstein feel with that movie because he wanted something different. And where I say it's self-aware, I can give you some self-aware points. Like when Tommy tells the caretaker to dig him up. And the caretaker says, dig him up? Does he think I'm some kind of a fart head? And then the part part when he discovers the grave and he's like... Uh, like uh, doing like the fucking filling the grave back in and he breaks the... the Third, what is it the fourth wall when you look at the camera and he goes some people have a strange idea of entertainment it was self-aware even when jason was killing like the like the woman and she pulled out the money it's like she was going to pay jason off so that jason wouldn't kill her and it shows her american express card uh tom mclaughlin said this in an interview said when that was screened in theaters that uh they would be like never leave home without it and a strange thing about part six is it was supposed to have an alternate ending where the caretaker guy didn't die. And the caretaker was still taking care of Jason and his mom's grave. And Ellis Voorhees, who was Jason's dad, come there to pay the caretaker. Um, this is a bonus feature, but it's a storyboard. But it does have the same actor that played the caretaker doing the voice. And uh, this is a bonus feature on the Ultimate Edition of Part 6, which I thought was neat. I would have loved to have seen that ending. And I believe that ending's actually in the novelization. But the novelization is really fucking expensive. I wish I could get a hold of that. Oh, yeah, I would, I would love to have that as well. But you're probably going to pay, like, what, hundred, at least hundreds of dollars for it. About 100 150 bucks, probably for it. But, yeah, the, I mean, it's... Uh, Part six was like self-aware. Like at one scene, he goes, uh, uh, Rick Cologne. That's one, That's the character's name in the movie. He's a deputy. His name's Rick Cologne. Anyway, he says, they picked a good day to pull this shit. And he goes, what do you mean? Happy Friday the 13th. So it like broke the fourth wall there. And like the scene in the car uh, where Tommy was down between that girl's crotch. And she's like, stay down. And he goes, whatever you say. And basically, he, he, the way they're driving, his head keeps hitting into her crotch. And she goes, that's the way I like it. And all this shit. That movie's just fucking amazing. The shame of it is the, that they edited it. It would have got an X rating with the scenes. But the deleted scenes are on the Ultimate Edition, too. And there's a triple decapitation scene. Um, There is a, a extended... There's a bunch of extended, like, death scenes and stuff. Yeah, that movie's just fucking amazing. Okay, let me think of another one. Um, let me think here. 
Um, wrong turn versus Saul. Which one did you think was a better franchise? I'm going to have to go with the Saul movies. For the fact that Saul was somewhat of a groundbreaking franchise. Um, at least it made it mainstream, whereas Wrong Turn was just another slasher franchise. Well, the thing about Saul is Saul has more sequels than Wrong Turn. The best Wrong Turn movie, in my opinion, was Part 5, Bloodlines. I like that one the best. And I actually have the recalled DVD of Part 6. They recalled it because of, uh, like, some kind of billboard scene in there, like, where they put up, like, these missing people and stuff. They had used a real picture of a missing person, and the family tried to sue them, so they recalled it. And uh, then they're... Uh, they did some kind of blurring or something. This was like, my brother had bought this copy when it came out, so I know it has to be like the original one. And, uh, but if I had to go with movies, I prefer the, the Saw movies because the fact that the Saw movies is most of the people that he, that he does that shit to deserves it. They're like fucking crooked cops, drug addicts or, or drug pushers that hurts other people. So it's like he's not killing innocent people. These people are guilty of something. That's why I like the Saw movies. With the wrong turn movies, it's just like these are demented fucking hillbillies and they're going to they're gonna kill whoever they want for no apparent reason. But I think they eat them, if I ain't mistaken. They're cannibals. So, so maybe... What, so, so what you're saying is you like a little poetic justice with your yeah. killing. It's like, okay... I ain't going to mention no names, but I was bullied, like, bad, like, in grade school and high school about this, by this one guy. Now, since then, I've become the bigger person, and I have forgave this person for what they've done. But this person, the way I was treated in, like, high school and shit, I would like to, He should have been put in the Saw movies, what I'm saying. But I don't know how he would have been decapitated, but... Some people, I think the reason I like the Saw movies is because I think the people that, that Jigsaw does this stuff to actually fucking deserved it. It ain't just like you come went and got some innocent person and done it. I can, I can say, I, I agree with that. That makes sense. I mean, in most horror movies, like Jason movies, you come into his territory, he kills you. Freddy's out for revenge for being burnt and, and killed. Uh, Michael Myers is basically just, I don't know. He originally starts out to kill his sister and stuff, and then, and then it just spirals out of control with his uh, what, niece what, and what shit. Does, what does Loomis say? He's pure evil. Behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. <laughs> what kind of man would do this? It's not a man. <laughs> <laughs> shit, yeah. I could fucking do a lot of Loomis shit now. Let's see. Loomis, but buddy, I'll tell you right now, Loomis, he didn't give one fuck. What was that little thing I used to do about Loomis? He's gone from here. The evil is gone. The evil is gone from here. He's gone. Oh. It's gone. The evil is gone. It's gone from here. 
They say no. Yeah. I did something about my cock or something. I can't remember that one time. It made you laugh like so hard, and I can't remember what it was. The cum is gone. The cum is gone by my dick. The cum is gone. I, I, it seems like I remember that one. Yeah, yeah I can't can't rem, can't remember much of nothing. But we're going to take another break. We'll be back here, and then we'll try to finish this little thing out for our first anniversary episode. So we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Do you have trouble controlling your urine? Do frequent trips to the bathroom keep you from enjoying life? Are you a woman who finds that your bladder control is out of control? Well, there is good news. You heard about Remco's other great products like Shit Be Gone and the Pecker Plug. And now Remco is proud to announce the all-new Pussy Plug. The Pussy Plug's state-of-the-art design makes it as easy to install as the Pecker Plug. You just stick it right in the tip of your pussy hole. The Pussy Plug comes in a variety of sizes. The Virgin, the Tramp, and the Extreme XL for the extreme whores everywhere. Remco has went international with its many great products. This is what 36-year-old Maria Lento from San Paulo had to say. Com o novo Pussy Plug, eu ainda posso trabalhar dois empregos e colocar a janta na mesa para minha família. 87-year-old Myrtle Tuttle from Mobile, Alabama had this to say. I would always pee the bed at the nursing home. Pissing off all the nurses, so I got the pussy plug. I no more wet sheets and getting beat by the staff. 69-year-old Clarice Moorhead from Idaho had this to say. Sometimes the pasture goes over on the church and I'm sitting in the front row and I can't always get up to go pee. Well, with my new pussy plug, I don't got to worry about it. It holds back the urine until church is over. The pussy plug. It stops the urine until you decide you are ready to go. Do the laundry, the dishes, clean the house, run a marathon, and go swimming, all with the brilliantly designed pussy plug. And cleanup is a snap. Just toss it in the dishwasher. Never let a bladder problem stop you from getting that job as a stripper. The pussy plug is virtually invisible. Warning. Make sure you remove the pussy plug before sex and childbirth. The pussy plug cannot be used as a form of birth control. If you do not remove the pussy plug before childbirth, the kid will come out all deformed. The Pussy Plug by Remco, another great product from the creators of the Pecker Plug. The Pussy Plug will be available Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at all CVS, Dollar General, and Family Dollar locations, and online for the same price as the Pecker Plug, $19.95. Satisfaction guaranteed, the Pussy Plug. It stops the urine until you decide you have to go. The Pussy Plug by Remco. And we're back. That was another word from our sponsor. Anyway, I got to thinking. Um... We all know that E.T. is a classic movie. But Mac and me still holds a special place in my heart for some reason. What are your thoughts on Mac and me? Oh, Mac and me, man. Classic. Classic 80s. Anybody that's not seen it, 
MVD put out a Blu-ray of it just in the past six months. I need to go pick it up and watch it. It's a... I always thought it was a little E.T. knockoff. What do you think? Yeah, it's E.T. knockoff, but Mac and Me, while it's a cheesy movie, is actually a good movie. I mean, you could tell that it was a big product placement movie because you have a dance scene in the McDonald's. Ronald McDonald's there. You have Coca-Cola all through the movie because that's what Mac drinks. But the scene, the scenes at the end, like when, when they're going to kill like the aliens and the shit explodes and the little boy... In the wheelchair rolls over there, and and uh, you know he just uh, you just think that he got got hurt by the explosion, but there's a version of the movie, and I've seen the scene. It's like in another country. They cut it out in the U.S. version, but that boy actually gets shot by police. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that at some point. And yeah. it makes it a more darker film, knowing that the boy got shot by the police. Yeah, you know, I really, I had forgot about, though, all the product placement in that motherfucker. That was like, <clears throat> I guess back then, I don't know, maybe, I know, I know I wasn't, but I was a kid, but I don't, I don't know, like, we just have to go back and ask our parents, like, wonder if they was aware of the brainwashing that was going on. And I think that they was actually, a, his mom worked at the JCPenney, so that's product placement. I know Coca-Cola and McDonald's, um, but but I I do I do have fond memories of Mac and Me. It's it's a good goddamn movie. Mac and Me is so good that when Paul Rudd goes on like these talk shows, instead of showing clips from his upcoming movie, he always shows a clip from Mac and Me of the little boy going off the cliff and coming out of the water. Is what he always shows. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah, he, that's that's what he always shows. It's like he like he's rickrolling them. You know what a rickroll is, right? Not right, not really, no. Okay, like a rickroll, like say you look up a video that says uh, like alien discovered, and the video starts playing, and all of a sudden it it, it cuts to the the Rick Astley song "Never Gonna Give You Up." That's called rickrolling. Oh, oh, I just yeah, that's uh, I just consider that expert trolling. Yeah, I mean, I I mean. I know the guy's gay, but I actually enjoy that song. I don't know if, oh. if if that's bad or what, but I really enjoy that song. It's a good song. I mean, it's it's from the eighties. Anything from the eighties. It's it's, it's just like it's like in my head now. It's like it's like we're no strangers to love. Top, uh, now don't sing too much now. Copyright, copyright. We know the rules, and so do I. I like when fucking Family Guy ripped it off and Brian had to play it. He goes, here's a song by a gay guy. <laughs> and he starts playing it. Have you seen that episode? Yeah. I wonder I wonder what, who got the idea, though, for cracking that into videos and, like, you know, fucking tricking people. And it's like, the, well, you think that was, like, the original clickbait? That probably, that probably was. I mean... I thought about maybe trying to do something like that in one of these podcasts, but due to that copyright shit, I don't want to get in trouble, like for copyright, because we're trying to keep this as uh, as public domain music and all that for commercials and everything. And I mean, normally, if if you do use copyright music, you just can't monetize your podcast. So maybe on one that I that I don't think that I'll uh, monetize in the future. 
maybe I'll do that once and trick somebody, but it works better with video because you got Rick Astley dancing and shit. But yeah, the original Rick Roll. And the thing about it was, I can't remember what year it was, but it's not been too long ago. I want to say probably around 2015, 2014, uh, the Ninja Turtles was like in the Macy's Day Parade, and, and uh, Rick Astley was too, and, and they, he was on the float, and they were singing, Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. Never gonna turn around and desert you. Yeah, I could fucking sing it better, but but I'm trying to not match the copyright sound. <laughs> you came you came pretty close. Well, I, I can I can sing it, but I mean I mean some singers in the eighties they sound like they had their balls removed. They hit those high notes. It's like we don't we ain't talked on this podcast about one of one of my favorite eighties bands of all time, Dawkins. And you know why I like docking. You should. Uh, docking. Uh, Dream Warriors. Yep. And into the fire. Into the fire. I'm falling again. Docking had a lot of great songs. Docking don't get the fucking respect they deserve. But they do on the Raven Television Attic podcast because we love Docking, especially Dream Warriors. That just did made. Did Docking do Mother? No, that was Danzig. No, that was Danzig. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. That was uh, Glenn Danzig. You're, you're walking that fine line of getting this video flagged. <laughs> Well, I'm not about to it's see like your lights. You're, you're flirting with the robots. Well, I'm a flirting with disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't yeah. nothing but a simple man. Call me a redneck, I reckon that I am, but this thing's going on. Got me mad down to the core. You heard that song for? Yeah. I gotta work like a dog to make ends meet. These crooked politicians and crime in the street, and I'm madder than hell, and I ain't gonna take it no more. Right but, there's a good, right there's a good one. What's your uh, favorite Hank song? Let's see, my favorite. You talking about Hank Senior? You talking about Hank Junior? Hank Junior. The one that goes, "Well, I am very proud of my daddy's name." Um, family tradition, that's the name of it. Family tradition. Lord, I went and broke their family tradition. No, I can't really pick a favorite Hank song. I like uh, Country Boy Can't Survive, Family Tradition, and I Get Whiskey Bent and Hellbound. I like one. It's He made an album called Rose Something Avenue. And that while the album was good and sold mostly for the red, white, and pink slip blues song, there was a song on it called Sounds Like Justice. I love that song. Yeah. It uh, goes, he lived right across the street. It was on the news for the world to see. They caught him with his hands on the neighbor's child. Well, he swore he'd never done it before, and he cried before the judge in court, so they Sent him away for just a little while. Warden found him in his cell. Somebody'd sent him straight to hell. Epstein. 
Yeah, yeah. Epstein did not hang himself. Make sure <laughs> now, people. I know we ain't played the commercial in a while, but make sure you check out the Hammer Hill um, funeral home because they're right next to the Jeff Epstein did not hang himself Memorial Park, so it's easy to find, and it's right behind the Piggly Wiggly. So. Mm-hmm. I figured out. Yeah, I've I've been dealing with uh, Hammer Hill for years, man. They're they're real. They definitely care about you. Yeah, I mean, who could beat that, man? I know you're dead and shit, but just think your spirit getting a whore grinding on your on your uh, dead hard cock, man. Whew. I mean, I think you know. I think I I have. I have a good, good reason to believe that when I die, that I'll no doubt get to go to Hammer Hill Funeral Home and have them play my favorite Hank Jr. song, Whiskey on Ice. Yeah, I want them to, to uh, like, you know, funerals, they play that, that gospel Jesus music. I mean, I've said this to a bunch of people. I can't play the song on the podcast, but they can look it up on fucking youtube i want the song by the ramones called poison heart played at my funeral because it sounds sounds a lot like me because it goes i just want to walk right out of this world because everybody has a poison heart i love that fucking song it was used at the end of pet cemetery too actually that's one thing that the ramones and the pet cemetery movies have in common they both both movies it was a Ramon song at the end, and there was two Ramon songs in the first Pet Cemetery movie. The truck driver was listening to "Sheena Is a Punk Rocker." Sheena is is what he was listening to before he hit Gage, and then you got Pet Cemetery at the end, and then in Pet Cemetery Two you got Poison Heart. So that's one thing that uh, apparently the creators of those movies knew that that uh, the Ramones would make a good like band to do the song they actually wrote the pet cemetery song for the movie i love the ramones but sadly all of them's dead and gone but maybe one i think dd's dd's dead uh joey's dead i think maybe the drummer's still alive but yeah the ramones anyway you got any i think of uh i think of pet cemetery every time i think of the ramones yeah but anyway do you got any rapid fires for me tonight Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable the feedback I got over the weekend when we told everybody we was coming with the anniversary episode. Yeah. So I got plenty of uh, plenty of incoming mail, and actually, you're going you're gonna to love some of those uh, fuck kill Marys, man. I think, I think these are going to really stump you, man. But uh, with uh, Rapid Fire Thoughts, uh, let's see here. Actually got one in. Uh, right as we was doing the episode, so I'll go with it first. This is from uh, Willie Stroker from Brimshire, Wisconsin. Is there any other way I can listen to Bambi's Cox, Bambi, Bambi's Cox's new song, and when will the album be out? Um, Bambi's Cox's new song is only going to be available on this podcast for a while. Bambi's Cox only has one song. Bambi's Cock is hoping to release a 12-track album by the end of this year. But um, as of right now, Bambi's Cock is just that one song called Fucking Whore, so I don't know how to answer this question. 
So I guess we could just tell Willie to be looking for it in the near future. Yeah, I mean, we'll be playing Bambi's Cox new songs on this podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Willie. Uh, there you go. Just be looking out for it. There'll probably be some more singles dropped before the full album. All right, going on, going to the next one. This is from Chris P. Bacon from Manifest, Alabama. What is your favorite sport? I fucking hate every fucking sport that was ever made. It's a waste of fucking time watching sports. Like I want to watch watch a bunch of bunch of fucking grown men sweating and knocking into each other, playing with balls for like fucking three hours. Fuck no, I hate fucking sports. If I had to pick one sport that I actually enjoyed, and I don't even know if it's considered a fucking sport, but I like the sport of billiards. I could sit and watch people play pool. I like that, but I don't like that other shit. And I like I like old school wrestling, but I don't like, really care much for this new shit. So I don't know how to answer this question. If billiards is considered a sport, then I go with billiards because I could sit and watch that about all day. I'm going to make the executive decision and say... Billiards is a sport. Okay. Moving on. Bartholomew James Worthy from Boston, Massachusetts, wants to know, what's your advice for someone seeking God but doesn't believe in Jesus? Oh, man. That's a hard question. Well, when it comes to religion, you either believe or you don't believe. But if you if you take and dissect the word believe, you have the word lie in there. So if you're seeking God or higher power, the only thing I know for you to do is go into the bathroom stall at Walmart, take a shit, wipe your ass, and say about three or four Hail Marys, and maybe you'll be saved. I believe that answered that question. All right. Next one. Uh, Got a question here. All the way from Bangkok, actually. Wow. <laughs> I uh, like Bangkok, man. That's a yeah. good country. Uh, let's see. Uh, looks like Mr. Ben Dover would like to know, would you rather eat a skunk's raw asshole or contact or contract the coronavirus? <laughs> I'd have to eat the dead skunk's asshole. Hell, uh, I'd probably eat, eat, what was his name? What do you mean, what was his name? What was the guy's name that asked this question? From the guy from Bangkok? Yeah. Uh, ben. Well, I'd probably eat Ben's asshole to keep him uh, getting that coronavirus. I'd have to tongue it pretty good. All right. Hope that answered that for you, Ben. Moving on. We've got a question from Mike Latoris from Miami Beach, Florida. I think my wife is having an affair, and I suspect she's having an affair with my mother. How would you approach the situation? I'd leave the bitch, and I'd tell my mother to go to hell. That's what I'd do. Or hell, if you're into that incest shit, just join in. All right, I'm sure Mike has no more questions after that solid advice. I think we got one more, Brad, and then we're going to go into some fuck, kill, marries. Uh... This one comes from uh, San Francisco, California. Jolly Mangina wants to know, would you rather lose your cock in an extreme boating accident or have sex with Donald Trump? 
<laughs> lose my cock in a boat accident. I don't even know how Melania fucks Donald Trump. Actually, I do know how Melania fucks Donald Trump. She closes her eyes and pretends that he's Brad Pitt and thinking, I get all this money. I got to fuck him just to keep this money. I, I think you have never been righter. Okay. Let's get into some of these. We've got a few tonight. Got got such an overload of fuck kill Marys. Well, before uh, we do the fuck kill Marys, I got a yeah. question for you. Okay. Do you know why they call them nuns? You know nuns, like priests and nuns. You know why they call them nuns? They won't ever let you have none. They don't want none. Ain't ain't never got none. Ain't never going to get none. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that bit of knowledge. Um, but you know, I'd probably fuck a nun if she was hot. Well. Go ahead with these fuck Mary kills. You, you know, some people do have nun fetishes, right? Yeah, I want the sexy nun. I want the sexy nun with the crucifix. How I'd fuck her with it, probably. Anyway. Move on to these these fuck Mary kill deals. Yeah, I, re I really believe you're going to enjoy these because I, when I sent the memo out, I know you don't look at this memo, but I always send it out. And I sent the memo out and I asked. I knew it was going to be the anniversary episode, so I wanted to give you some ones that you would really, ones that you would like, and ones that would be real hard for you to answer, maybe stump you a little bit. So I sent out and told everybody to send in the. Uh, to send in their fuck kill Marys and make it be 80s cartoon uh, 80s cartoon themed hmm. so we're going to go with this is going to be the 80s cartoon edition of fuck kill Mary interesting let's get this on the ball alright I'm already looking at some of these and I, I can already tell you that not all of these are 80s cartoon characters hey, it don't matter let's just get this fucking shit on the ball <laughs> I don't know if they didn't realize that. Or, okay, the first one, Fuck Kill Mary. Underdog, Mighty Mouse, Alf. I'd fuck Alf, marry Mighty Mouse, and kill Underdog. Okay. Next one, Splinter, George Jetson, Marshall Bravestar. I would marry Brave Star. Uh, what was the first one again? Splinter. I would marry Brave Star, fuck Splinter, and kill George Jetson. Okay. The next one we got Brandon Big Boss Babel. Am I saying that right? Yeah. The guy, guy from college. You know who it is, right? Mm -hmm. So, Big Boss Babel. Poopsie from Beetlejuice or Cobra Commander and Cobra Commander. <laughs> I'd probably fuck Cobra Commander, um, marry Big Boss, and kill the other one. Kill Poopsie. Poor Poopsie. Alright. I can't remember hey. who in the fuck Poopsie was. Alright, we got Katie Ruxpin. 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 Eddie Ruxpin. I never could say that goddamn motherfucking bear's name. Nah, it ain't no biggie. Uh, we got him, Fozzie from the Muppets, and the entire cast of Care Bears. 
I'd fuck the entire ca uh, uh, cast of Carrie Bears. I'd marry Fozzie, and I'd kill the other one. All right, last one. Barney, Elmo, and Sparkle. Sparkle from My Little Pony. <laughs> this is gonna say this is gonna sound bad, like I'm into bestiality or something. I'd fuck Sparkle, and who was the other two again? Barney, that big goddamn. I, oh, I'd, I'd kill that motherfucker most definitely. Yeah, I'm and I'd marry the other one. Marry Elmo. Yeah. It'd be uh, like gonna... fucking Barney. You go, but I love you. I go, fuck you. Boom. <laughs> I oh, love shit. you. You love me. Shut the fuck up, Barney, for you will see my gun blasting your fucking head. <laughs> that is uh, that is all the mail that came in this week. I will uh, I will continue to reach out to some of these people, but. Man, they got some warped-ass fucking minds out there, don't they? Yeah, actually, actually, they do. I kind of really enjoy these rapid fires and these uh, uh, Mary Fuck Kills. I'm trying to think of a Mary Fuck Kill for you right off the top of my head. Um, it's fuck, it's fuck Kill Mary, man. Well, Mary Fuck Kill, Fuck Kill Mary, it don't fucking matter. You got to fuck one, kill one, marry one. Anyway, let's mm -hmm. see. Let me try to think of you one. Barney Fife, Otis Campbell, and Gomer. Oh, let's see. I would, uh, I would marry Otis. God damn. I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to kill Gomer and fuck Barney. <laughs> You'd like to fuck Barney at your secret fetish. Could be a could be a deep dark fantasy of mine. I will admit. That's your that's your gay side coming out. I know you had a gay side. That's your gay side Barney. coming out. Barney, Barney. It's like that fucking little thing I did called uh, the dick that wouldn't die that I put on YouTube where Barney and Andy was fucking. What about uh? What about Helen, Thelma Lou, or Aunt B? God. Let's see. We need to come up with four. We'd say, the other one was which one's pussy would we eat. <laughs> so let's see. Okay. I'll, I'll do this. It's going to be marry, fuck, kill, pussy eat. I'd kill Aunt B because I can't stand that bitch. Oh, my God. You would kill Aunt B? She's motherfucker. <laughs> I'd kill Aunt B. I'd marry <laughs> Thelma Lou. I said, can't be Mary Thelmaloo, fuck Helen, and not eat Thelmaloo's pussy. This is what I do. Okay, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Optimus Prime. Junkyard Dog. And Ultimate Warrior. Let me ask you something. Can you imagine fucking Optimus Prime? He's got a robot cock. I mean, I mean, God damn! He, I mean, he would just lay way at you, man. He's by, he, he'd be like, he'd be like, my cock will roll out. He's got balls of steel. Yeah, he he literally does. I'm sure Optimus Prime has balls of steel. Okay, Optimus Prime, and who was the other two I said? Fuck, can't remember. Junkyard Dog and Ultimate Warrior. 
I'm definitely heal ultimate warrior. And I guess marry junkyard dog. Because I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna fuck out the Prime just for the story. <laughs> I bet Optimus Prime has balls of steel. Okay. Duke Nukem, Charles Manson, and Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. I would kill Ted Bundy, marry Charles Manson, and fuck Duke Nukem. <laughs> God, we go into like some dark gay-like territory in this show, and we're both like really fucking straight. It's just funny how we come up with these married fuck kills and their dudes. <laughs> what about, what about, well, let's do one that's, uh, let's do a female one then. Um, let me think. I got one. Lucy? Um, Harriet Nelson or Thelma Lou, Mary Fuck Kill. Let's see, I would kill Harriet. Fuck Thelma Lou and Mary Lucy. Okay, I got you there. I got you. Anyway, let's go on to another story that I seen on the internet. That the, uh, the interwebs. Yeah, that I seen on the interwebs. Well, I got a couple stories we're going to do before we get out of here, which ain't gonna take long. Anyway, you know, like. Like, I know Perkins is into VHS because Perkins, like, sent me a picture, like, where he was, like, buying VHS. And Perkins got his hands on an original copy of Short Circuit. And I know he's going to open it. I know he's going to open it and he's going to watch it, but that's going to take the value down. He probably gave a, gave a buck for it. I'm let, me ask, let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you think Perkins gives one fuck about opening a... A VHS and it's fucking value. I don't, I don't know. I'd like to have it, but I just don't see Perkins letting me have it for, for five bucks. Yeah, I bet you he'd probably let you have it after he opens it and watches it. Well, I'd, I'd like to have it to put up, which I can get my hands on the Karate Kid, Part Two original release. It ain't never been open for eight bucks right now, but I ain't pulled the trigger. But he found like. Back to the Future, like two and three, he picked up for me, so I got to get get them off of him. But I was reading here on the internet. You know that I used to be deep into this. You used to record wrestling and stuff like that. I used to record a lot of TV shows, movies, and stuff like that. Well, there's these archivists, and they're uploading hundreds of random VHS tapes to the internet on the internet archive. And they're, they're uploading some cool shit, man, like uh, a 1997 interview with Bjork that first aired on MTV's 120-minute show. Yeah. They got the 1998 edition of TRL and Manson TV that clears up the question of a generation. Did he really remove his ribs to give himself a blowjob? 
Um, no. What was the What was the final answer on that? I have not watched it yet, but it's just you got these people, man, that want to share this stuff with the world. And I mean, they've even uploaded some like actual Disney tapes, like of Lion King and shit. And I know what people out there is thinking. Why would you want to watch a VHS tape of a movie that you can get on DVD? Well, VHS tapes, they had, like, trailers and stuff on them. And, and just, like, the intros to them were, like, great. So that's neat that you got people out there that sharing the stuff they've recorded through the years. And you can go to TV, TVR, see, it's internetarchive.org. And uh, go into search bar and type in the VHS vault. And you can go there and you can look at the shit that they have. It says the collection is more than 17,500 VHS scans. It says that this group called Vista Group uploaded nearly 200 in the last two months, most of which were uploaded on January 5th, a rate noticeably higher than the usual 50 to 70 per month. So, yeah, there's a lot of great free shit that you can get. And... Back this shit up to DVD. It's like me and Mug was talking earlier about like how Saturday Night Live banned scenes after one showing. If people had like recorded those, then they could see them. I mean, there's certain ones you can search the internet and you won't find. So yeah. I think that's a good idea that people are archiving their old shit. I mean, yeah. I watched the episode. I mean, I watched a video of a uh, Christmas story. From TBS from like 1994. Yeah, and as, as far as you mentioned wrestling there, you know, there's some some things that's happened in the wrestling world that causes, you know, for whatever reason, whether you believe the reason to be right or not, but take, for instance, Chris Benoit. Now, if you don't know who Chris Benoit is or what happened to Chris Benoit. He was, he was the one, wasn't it, that killed his family and hung himself? Yeah, he, he, had, he had that, uh, he had took too many concussions, right? Yeah. And he had mixed that with depression and just, it, you know, um, I can't remember what exactly they call that, you know, what football players get. It's, uh, I forget the name of it. But anyway, he, he had took too many knocks to the head. But, man, Chris Benoit was fucking legendary wrestling, right? But when that happened and when they came out and said what had happened, yeah, Vince pulled him from, pulled everything. We'll not even mention his name, at least. You know, if they've changed that, I don't know. Because I, I have not watched wrestling in a few years. But just take that, for example. Let's say that you was a big Chris Benoit fan. Well, you go, <clears throat> you can probably go on eBay and, and get a DVD or two of that they had previously put out before this tragedy happened. But that's it, as far as, like, finding stuff that, the WWE has never released, you're never going to get it, I don't think. Yeah, and like... Uh, as, as long as Vince is alive, anyway. And like, so, remember... So when, I so hate I, to interrupt you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, I hate to interrupt you, but who was that one 
wasn't it like Owen Hart that like friggin' like died during a fall? Yeah. Well, they made a tribute special, and that thing is hard to get your hands on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I used to record it. You know, I would just I would be home on Monday nights. I would always religiously watch Raw or Nitro, and so like I was recording stuff just to be like, you know, that was. You know, back then, you as a kid, I didn't have no job, didn't have no money. You couldn't, even if you did, even if you did have a job and have money, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go out there and be able to buy. You know, you, there was some VHS tapes, but like if you really wanted to go back and rewatch stuff, there was no YouTube, there was no internet. You, this is how we was able to have a collection and go back, you know, I would just record matches, random matches. I remember I recorded matches of wrestlers that you barely knew when they first came in. You had no fucking clue who they was, and then like 10 years later, you're like, they're the biggest star in the company and the champion, and you could go, I could go, hey, I, I got their first match. Go back and find it on whatever... Uh, what, what do they call them? Them EP tapes or whatever, or SLEP or something. Extended play. Yeah. So man, like over the years, I've lost those tapes. Right? Yeah. I, I I remember at some point throwing some of them away. Some of them got lost in a move. VCR eats some of them, no doubt. But man, I had endless, endless hours of Chris Benoit matches. You know. Any. Especially, especially the WCW days. But. Anyway, I was going to say this for Perkins, but I think we'll do this do this to kind of end the show. There's 14 shows here. Now, you may have seen some of them. You may have not. But they're considered to be beloved TV shows, and it says they have aged horribly. I'm going to name the show, and you tell me if you think it aged horribly or if it's still as good as it was back then. Um, the first one is Baywatch. I don't think Baywatch is aged horribly. I can still watch Baywatch and enjoy the shit out of it. Well, I, I, I'm the same. Who wouldn't want to see Pam Anderson run around in a skimpy bikini? Now, here's one that I do not agree with being horrible, that aged horribly. Family Matters with Urkel. There's no fucking way. I don't. I could I could sit down and still watch it too. Uh, now the, this is this is really this is really a bad thing to have me play because I like it old shit. I'm gonna say I'm gonna sit here and say probably the majority of these have not aged at all. Well, I mean, I figured we could do this and maybe one night have Perkins in. I'm sure he'd be listening to this podcast. And he can be thinking of what he thinks about it. Now, Lost, I never really watched, so I can't even debate on that one so we'll skip it now blossom i don't know if you remember blossom or not and nickelodeon um they used to come on like abc i think that one aged horribly the main character of it was main balak who is uh sheldon's girlfriend in uh the big bang theory so i think that that one aged bad just shoot me yeah, it aged bad. I don't know if you've seen Judd shoot me or not, or just shoot me. 
No, I haven't. Now, Walker, Texas Ranger, I, in a way, I can see that it did age horribly, but it's no, fucking... I, I have I will stand corrected. That piece of shit, I, I thought it was age when it came out. Well, fucking, I, fucking Chuck Norris. Who the fuck likes Chuck Norris? I love Chuck Norris. I don't. I mean, I like it. It's old shit, but I don't know about Walker. It's aged some, I'd say, horribly. But I mean, for what it was, he was a Texas Ranger. It was actually a pretty decent show, I thought. Hercules' See, Le Legendary Journeys. I'm, I'm still to this day like that one. Go back to what you was gonna say about Walker. What I was going to say is, uh, was not about Walker. I was going to, I was going to comment and just say that Steven Seagal kicked Chuck Norris's ass. I never liked Steven Seagal. I thought his thought his run running scenes looked weird. The only Steven Seagal movie I liked was Far Down Below. Anyway, Heroes I never watched, so can't really judge that one. You're missing all these good shows, man. Now, Beavis and Butthead. It is no way, shape, form, or fashion aged horribly. No, anybody that thinks that is clearly off their meds. What about Home Improvement? I never really liked it. No, I was never a fan of that show, really. But, to be fair, I've probably only seen a half an episode of it. What about Friends? I was never a, a, I never liked that show either. Absolutely love Friends. I, you know, I watch Friends almost every day. Now, Dragon Ball Z, there's no way in hell it's aged horribly. Love Dragon Ball Z. Now, I don't know much about How I Met Your Mother, but I've heard it's a good show, so I'm not going to judge that one. And I've, seen the, I've seen a few episodes of that. Um, Doug from Nickelodeon. I think it's still as good today as it was back then. Hey, do you think Doug gives one fuck? No. Scrubs, I'm still in search what? of the second season, but what I've seen of Scrubs, I love. Love Scrubs. And pretty much that was the last one on the list. And a little thing about Scrubs that people might not know is uh the the blonde haired uh, nurse chick in uh, scrubs was the alternate becky on roseanne sarah child yeah she was the alternate becky on roseanne well, well boys we've been in here for a good long while with you for this uh first anniversary episode we hope you enjoyed it um, we've been going at this ship for one month. Hopefully you've been listening to it and enjoying it. You had some first in here to, tonight. You had some, uh, new sponsor spots. You had a live, uh, uh me playing live, playing the Whores of the South. Uh, you had, and, you, and, you know, we're, everybody, everybody needs to be looking out for that. Uh, episode because I'm going to make him do it. I'm going to make him. We're going to we're going to go back and, look, and revisit some old songs, and I'm going to make him play some of his new ones that ain't been documented yet. Well, I mean, we can do that, maybe. Oh, we're going to do that. Well, it's a, it's it's a big maybe. No, nope, not at all a maybe. Definitely going to happen. 
It's a maybe, maybe, maybe. That reminds me of an episode of uh, Sanford and Son, where uh, I think the episode was called Mama's Baby, Father's Maybe, where that dude came there and said he was Lamont's uh, daddy. I like that episode. Any. I'll tell you what. Um, don't don't sleep on this episode. We're gonna drag out from the grave either. This from the vault episode. I might give them a live song to end this with. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I've been drinking and watching porno. Been a jack and all. All day long. Well, I fucked up. All day long. I've been drinking and I've been thinking about you. And I don't know what I will do. So I'll just keep on jacking off. I'm better at jacking than Trump is at playing golf. Well, they said she could suck the soul out of any man. But I'll just sit here and use my hand. Yeah, that sucked. It don't fucking matter. Oh, it was, uh, I think that, that song has potential, though. It has potential, but I mean, that was uh, just the spur I, of the moment well, thing. Well, all that does is that gives everybody an idea of how your process is, of how you come up with this shit. Yeah, all of my shit that I come up with, people, is off the top of my head. I do not write anything down. He has no, he has no ghostwriter. He doesn't write shit down. He's like, he's like the, he's like you know, he's like the Eminem of guitar. I am an idiot savant without the savant part. That's what I am. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed this first anniversary episode, and we're going to leave you with this. If it stinks, you better hit it with the washcloth. So, boy. Hey, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening so far. Uh, I've, got, I've got a bunch of feedback. I'm going to give a shout-out to Griff in Henderson, Kentucky. Uh, just keep listening, keep spreading the word, everybody, and that's all I got, man. Yeah. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah, I'm going to send a shout-out to Justin Perkins and his Facebook uh, page, uh, Retro Resale. He get, he put some good shit up there from time to time, and make sure y'all check out Talk Junkie. And this has been Brad, and, and we've had Mug on here. This is... Uh, the one month anniversary episode. We hope you enjoy it, people. We'll talk. Adios. We'll talk again later. Adios. The preceding podcast was brought to you by. Hi, I'm Wilford Grimley, and I've had diabetes for about 20 years. I stay active and I feel pretty good most of the time. See, I do things differently now. 
I'm not perfect, but I try to watch my diet and exercise, and I check my blood sugar, and I get all my diabetic testing supplies from Conservative Mutual. Like I said, I'm not perfect. I guess some of the things I told you just now are downright fibs, like the diet and exercise thing. When I said I watched my diet, I guess I mean I watched the minivan from Buddy's Barbecue pull up and unload about $200 worth of pork ribs onto my driveway while I stand in the doorway and try to hide my food boner in my Bermuda shorts. When it comes to exercise, well, that's just a bold-faced lie. I've never moved fast enough to sweat, except when I was trying to make a baby. Even then, I took some much-needed breaks. My doctor isn't even sure I've got diabetes. He says I look like somebody who would have it, though. I do check my blood sugar every day, just in case, and conservative medical brings all the testing supplies right to my door, so it's easy to track my health. Who am I kidding? That's bull hockey. I don't keep track of my health at all. People just assume I eat a lot of Quaker oats, so I must be okay. Hell, I wouldn't eat oatmeal if it was filling in a Hershey bar. I can't stand that gobbledygook. It always seemed like somebody ate it first. Sorry, Quaker, but I'm Wilford Grimley. I say it how I feel. You know what I do like are them s'mores. An old-fashioned wedding cake frosting. The kind that's still got lard in it. And meringue made out of egg yolks instead of egg whites. Some people call it cholesterol, I just call it downright good. If you have diabetes, you check your blood sugar and you check it often. There's no reason not to. Call Conservative Mutual. They can help you have a better life. Now, I'm gonna go get off my horse by getting onto a smaller horse and then in getting onto a large dog until I'm near enough to the ground to roll off. You take care now. Wilford Grimley uses our wide selection of testing supplies. So call Conservative Medical today for your free diabetes testing meter. Yours free just by calling the following number. Call us at 1-555-378-LARD. That number again is 1-555-378-LARD. For those people who are so dumb that they don't know that LARD is numbers on your telephone, then I will tell you the numbers on the telephone so that you can call without having to wonder how do you spell LARD on your telephone. So that number is 1-555-378-5273. So if you love to eat LARD, then you can remember this number. one 555 378 Lard. Call us today at Conservative Medical, where we're keeping your diabetes in check. Offer not available in Utah.